Yeah, man. Good evening. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good afternoon. Rodrigo Torres uh, here, uh, the homie Rodrigo. Rodrigo Torres here, the homie Rodrigo. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it on going for uh, the double, 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 double uh, mention and um, description. Uh, for sure, yeah, man. <laughs> over here, cracking myself up over nothing, man. I'm excited. <laughs> what can I say? Here live from the shit-talking shelter in uh, Riverside, California. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, back in the States. Yes, mate. Back in the States. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, back, back, back. Back uh, for good for another week. I actually got to go back to Zacatecas for uh, next week. Um, they're doing a, they're honoring my uncle. Um, my uncle was, uh, was, uh, he's, he's gone now, but, uh, he was, um, uh, before he received, uh, the candidacy for, uh, for, uh, the PRI, um, uh, Green Party, Partido Ecologico, uh, Alianza, that, uh, little, uh, um, union they had um, for a governor of the state of Zacatecas. Um, he perished in a plane crash, but nevertheless, uh, he was a vice president of the Mexican Congress um, in the last uh, um, uh, cycle, legislative uh, cycle. So they're going to honor him with uh, with a national honor. With um, I guess they have a, a national honor that's a Dia del Abogado, and uh, now they're going to make that his. They're going to put it together with his honor. And uh, make it uh, in honor of uh, El Licenciado Tomás Torres Mercado. So we got to go there on the 12th and represent the Mexican Congress is going to honor him. And it's going to be a good thing, you know. So, uh, yeah, I got to go back. But, uh, you know, on that note, and it's, it's a weird. It wasn't a vacation, too, like to go to Mexico, even if it, it seemed like one because I did get to sightsee. But uh, um, as far as vacation goes, it's cool. It, a vacation to me is when you have nothing to do and you sit poolside, beachside, countryside, whatever side of the world you're on and what part you're there of, you know, the tourist attractions or whatnot, and you just, you just veg out, you know, you, you hang out with your little immediate family that you go with, and uh, you just have fun, and no worries, no answering emails, no working, no doing no podcasts, um, and not doing anything business-related, you're just like on vacay, <laughs> and this one was, um, you know, every day I was doing something, if I wasn't going, uh, you know, following everybody out, um, going to my uncle's ranch in Fresnillo, hanging out him for a while, uh, going with the cousin to go run errands, uh, getting drunk. <laughs> but you, you, uh, you can get a drunk whether you're on vacation or not, you know. But, uh, and, uh, you know, I got to sightsee. I got to go to Mexico City, which was uh, fantastic. Um, took a flight from Zacatecas to uh, Mexico City, Distrito Federal. I got my cousin. Uh, he actually works there, and uh, he has an apartment. And, uh, yeah, man, we had fun. It's a whole nother level of uh, fun, too. It's just uh, Mexico City, man, is just an, it's an, it's a monster. It's, it's huge. You're on the freeway, and it's so big that you can see the, the rain patterns on one side of the city and then another side, and then it's clear on one side, and it's, just, it's enormously huge. It's, uh, it's, it's the biggest city in the world um, as far as density and uh, population and um, – yeah, it was incredible. I went to the uh, National uh, Museum of Anthropology, uh, El Museo Nacional de la Antropología. I seen the um, the Rock of the Sun, Piedra del Sol. It's a bunch of uh, um, uh, old Aztec ruins, and it's a trip because they're all. Um, I went to Teotihuacan too, which was a civilization before um, the Aztecs, and um, modern day Mexico City has uh, the whole Aztec ruins buried underneath it, and uh, they actually found La Piedra del Sol when they were digging out for some phone lines back in, I think, the 60s, I believe. 
So yeah, it was it was it was awesome. Got to eat a bunch of awesome food, cochinita pibil, in two locations where I ate 1998 with my uncle, and uh, and I haven't been there since 1988. 1998, and um, I got to in Querétaro. Got to eat. Um, it was a uh, um, birria, not birria, barbacoa de borrego, and oh my god, dude. Oh, my God, dude. You know, it's one of those spots that Anthony Bourdain hasn't been to, and I hope he doesn't so he doesn't burn it out. It's one of those local spots, and it was on the way from Mexico City because we drove back to Zacatecas, and I hit that spot with my uncle in uh, 2006, and back then it was like, you know, and they and it, it's one of those, like, you know, deep pit barbecues, and they cover it up, um, the meat with um, with hojas de maguey, and uh, it's just the way it's made, I um I remember back in uh, 2006, we went over there, and it wasn't ready yet because it, it's like when it's done, it's done. But they have like I think f- six servings or six, uh, you know, um, um, I think it's two uh, sheet per, per uh, little uh, wooden canister or whatnot, how they uh, barbecue it. And when it's done, you have to kind of wait on the next one. It's about a half hour. So they'll like give you a bit of uh, pancita, which is like su- it's stomach, but it's just super, just fine and like – tender and they cut it up and the, the the taquero was just like a straight samurai uh pumping out those tacos and that actually give you like a piece of bone with a little bit of meat on it and you just like suck on the bone it's so rich and delicious and it's nothing really matches it i mean i've tasted it out here in the states like in la area i think san Bernardino has a spot but it's good but it's just not that good you know what i mean it's like you know that that it's like when you like a chick you know and she's beautiful but she doesn't like you back but then you gotta gotta kind of go with the one that likes you and she's like not that beautiful but you settle it's like all right fuck it <laughs> i guess this is it <laughs> and that's what it feels like when uh you're, you're eating stuff out here in la and uh so it's super super delicious and uh barbacoa santiago right there in querétaro uh bomb 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 and also cochinita pibil by the way um is super super rich i guess uh they um uh do it in a they, it originally uh, comes from uh, Yucatan, uh, Mexico, and it was, dude, it was just so bomb, dude, so bomb. I have a, I'll post a little pic on, uh, on IG, dude, and I still haven't put that one up, but uh, yeah, man, uh, Mexico City is awesome. We went to go uh, see Lucha Libre. <laughs> It was a trip too. They had some dude, like an Indian dude there. They had a, and they had an old school wrestler that you know wrestled with El Santo back in the day, like an old man, dude. And they were really throwing like cabezazos, headshots. I was like, God damn! You can hear his brain ricochet in the arena, dude. And right there in Arena Mexico, right there in downtown uh, Mexico City, and um, so it was awesome, dude. I got Felipe some shirts. You know, he's always his favorite wrestler. Um, I remember when I met him the first time, he had blue them on mask, but he always said mil mascaras. And uh, those ones, like the Mil Mascara masks, I uh, got him some official T-shirts, but the Mil, uh, one of those in uh, the Lucha Libre, which was established in 1933. Um, uh, those masks, you know, the ones they sell on the street are kind of cheap, but they're, I mean, they're cool. I got two masks of modern wrestlers, and I've never had an original mask. I've always wanted one, but I always wanted one from El Santo or, or of El Santo, Blue Demon, Mil Mascaras, those ones, Blue Demon, let me uh, pronounce that uh, correctly. And um, I guess El Santo has a, a shop where he sells uh, his mask and a blue demon and uh, so does Mil Mascaras because they own the rights or the family now owns the rights. So that's cool, man. They didn't get burned out in uh, that fashion. 
So, um, and um, when I got off the plane in Mexico City in the airport in Terminal 2, I guess that's where the shop was, but my cousin didn't tell me till after. And uh, so, I, you know, I missed it. But, well, you know, it's all good. Next time. And I think the, the next time, Mexico City, I really want to go back because the Raiders are going to play the uh, 21st of November this year, and they're going to play against uh, um, the Texans. And I super want to go. I just want to have that experience because I've been one Raider game in Oakland, which was, uh, oh, two Raider games. And those ones I went with the Fool, one in Oakland, um, and then uh, we went to a Raider game in um, in San Diego with the Chargers. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, I'd love to go out there for that. And, uh, yeah, man, just fucking had so much fun in Mexico City. Got super, super drunk on a Wednesday night, like super drunk. <laughs> it's one of those drunks that you saw, you, see, you know, you send a little video to your sweetheart, and uh, you start telling them, like, everything you're going to do or how you feel about them. And then, you you know, you, you uh, I didn't even look at it until, like, a week later and going, you fucking idiot. But I was going, nah, dude, that's what I felt. And it's I still feel that way. So, you know, it's cool. It's cool when it's like that. You know, it's not one of those regrettable uh um, uh, you know, little drunk tirades, and it was totally cool, and I'm super into it, and the feelings uh, there, and been there, and yeah, it's fucking uh, not em- embarrassing uh, in that sense, but yeah, dude, you know, you're pouring your little heart out, not little, come on, what am I, baby? But uh, yeah, dude, and shout out to Punky too for being a super sweetheart and always being cool and uh, supporting me in the podcast since day one. Um, so yeah, oh, and the other little food that I tasted in Mexico City was um was uh. Uh, chicharrón de um, de pulpo, dude, it was so good and so tender, and I never had it in that fashion. And it was me and my cousin Tommy, and uh, we met up with one of his friends, and then a couple of their other friends. But uh, yeah, I forgot what the restaurant's name is, but it's super, super, super delicious. And yeah, man, fucking Mexico City was a trip. Mexico, a fast city, dude, and everybody was so nice, so nice, dude. It, and, uh, but I guess it's in the certain zones that you're in. But, um, yeah, man, uh, the first day I got there was on a Tuesday. I went to El Museo de uh, Antropología, seen all that stuff, spent about three and a half hours there. And then uh, I went to a La Castillo de Chapultepec, which uh, was put in there by Maximiliano, who was actually a prince. Um, a prince? Or, a, no, a king. A French king. Um, and he, 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 that's a, he, he, that's a place he did. Um, he had made famous or that was the uh, national palace in essence, or, you know, what the white house would be or, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Cause Los Pinos is like, uh, kind of like Camp David. So that's a different, uh, comparison can contrast why I brought it up. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So I went to that spot. I went to El, uh, El Palacio de Bellas Artes. Um, I went to Teotihuacan, like I mentioned earlier, the civil civilization before, um, um, before uh, uh, the uh, the Aztecs, and that was breathtaking. And I was there in 1998 too, and they had some more exhibitions that are opened up. Uh, the guy I went with is my uh, uncle's ex chauffeur. You know, I paid his day. Whatever, it's cool, man. I'm mean, give me a break. You get chauffeured around. Uh, it's awesome. And uh, he kind of you know gave me the breakdown and the history and stuff you know that I already knew. And it was kind of cool, man. Talked to him. I uh, haven't seen him in a while. And Teotihuacan was awesome. We've seen the, the Temple of the Sun, uh, uh, Temple of the Moon, and you just see that old school stuff. And it's super, super like um, the architecture is just like it's t- to its utmost perfection, especially in those days. I mean, you're like, God damn, dude, these dudes had it down, dude. And they, you know, and if you look at like the entire bigger picture, it's like set up so that, you know, nobody can take over. You know, uh, and, and nobody did take over that spot because they found that later. I think they found out in the 60s, kind of like that Machu Picchu effect or the 50s, something like that. I mean, obviously, the Aztec um, Empire civilization was taken over eventually by the uh, Cortez and the Spaniards. But uh, this one was actually like because it was before that was 
not if it was uh, it went unnoticed. And actually, the way it was built was uh, fortified in a fashion that I guess the Aztec was um, the civilization wasn't. But yeah, that was awesome. But the the most awesome place that I went to, um, and to be honest with you, and it's weird because I've always been into Frida Kahlo. It's kind of funny that all these people are like, yeah, yeah, they're all freed out and they're wearing their little Mexican stuff and chicks. Hey, dude, rock on, keep the memory alive, awesome. Um, I had a, a Mexican uh, um, history through uh, Latin American history through art and Latin American history through film course. And that was back in uh, 1999 at a California State University by a professor named Pedro Santoni. It's a, a Puerto Rican dude uh, that had uh, loves Mexico, loves uh, everything to do with Mexicans and Mexican history. And he was actually educated at, at El Colegio de Mexico, got his uh, his doctorate there. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that was the beginning of a super appreciation for Frida. Um, and uh, But Frida has always been, we've always known it. Like my folks, I mean, I don't want to start, you know, going into like, you know, oh, yeah, we're all super culture. My folks always knew about that stuff. They told us about it. And it's also my uncle, too, uh, was always very rich in, um, in Mexican history, postmodern history, um, uh, ancient history, all the way to, um, you know, um, stuff uh, from the 60s, art especially, um, the golden era of film, even before Hollywood. Uh, so he was always, uh, you know, telling me a bunch of about a bunch of those things. So the um, her uh, museum is La Casa Azul. It's on the corner where her and Diego lived for some time together, uh, Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo, man. And it's and it's awesome, dude, uh, that you actually see how she lived her home. And uh, it's a museum now. It's in Coyoacan. Uh, Mexico. It's one of the 16 boroughs of Mexico City, and it's uh, it was I guess it was an exterior like a suburbs uh, suburb of uh, Mexico City, and then it became really super uh, cultured out. And I think she's a big enormous part of that. And they have an artisan district, which I got a couple things, and um, yeah, it was fucking mesmerizing, dude, to see her art too, to see um, on uh, the bed on how she laid when because she was super hurt from a car wreck, so she suffered. She was in enormous pain, a great part of her life. And uh, she was with, you know, one of the biggest players ever, um, Diego Rivera. You know, <laughs> that was a quick quote, I think. Was, I don't know how many, um, why so many women uh, uh, chase you. You get so many women being as ugly as you are. But I guess it's not the appearance, ladies. It's a gift of gab, right? <laughs> Got that big papa effect. As soon as she bought the one, I creep up from behind. <laughs> So that's super fucking awesome, and uh, you got to see the bed where she painted when she was a, uh, when she was um, when she was in pain and we woke up in the morning. Her kitchen, which her kitchen was like it's weird, it's like a long um, a horizontal horizontal uh, duh um, just rectangular thing to the wall, but you actually put wood for the burners and um, it, with this proper ve ventilation. So it's very like almost. Um, I don't want to say archaic, but very, very old school, like traditional, almost ranch meets city life. And um, I got a bunch of pictures that I, I've only posted one of the where you know, it says, you know, here in Diego lived there for some time. And then another one of uh, her uh, one of the famous self portraits. But you can see her pain um, in her um, in her art. And that's the whole thing is I seen a little video they had there. She was never really comfortable with her art because she never was a. Um, I don't want to say appreciated, but her contemporaries at the time, she wasn't really one of them. And um, but one cool thing about Diego, he always told her she was great. She always told her you're gonna be something. You have to go to Europe, and um, and she went to France and she was a fucking hit, dude. Uh, ex exhibition she was a hit and I forget what year it was then she went to New York she had a fucking exhibition there it was another fucking hit and uh, Diego was right she told him um, she was she was giving it to her straight and then she uh, before she died she had a um, uh, exhibition in Mexico City um, and uh, and it was a hit 
And uh, she actually showed up in an ambulance, really, um, like, bedridden. So, yeah, Frida, and, like, you know, um, she was the first one, uh, first Latin American uh, artist to sell a piece for over a million dollars. And that person that bought it was Madonna. Hell, yeah, the material girl. Madonna bought it. Yeah, man. And uh, that's uh, fucking fantastic. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's one of those things. And she, and it's weird because everybody says, like, you know, to be a true Mexican, you got to be brown. You're a certain heart. You're a certain look. But, dude, she was a – I think she had the Jewish blood in her. She had a lot of stuff, like, you know, she all – but, you know, nevertheless, I'm, um, you know – her beauty was the way she presented herself and carried herself and just being real, you know, with the unibrow and all that stuff. And she, uh, she wanted to bring that Mexican culture to the world. Um, and, you know, accentuate that. And she definitely did so, but real quick with, uh, I guess Diego Rivera, I guess he was known as a womanizer, known as a ladies man. And, uh, she was cool with it. I guess it was a joke. That's what he said in that video. And it wasn't until he, um, he accorded her sister, I don't know if court is the right term. And uh, that's when she, like, lost it. And that's when she started showing her pain and suffering from the heart or as far as uh, uh, the loss of love or a loved one um, on, on her painting. And also, I think she had a miscarriage. I don't know if there were abortions. And uh, she was all showing that. But, uh, yeah, man, that's one of the most fascinating uh, places that I went to this time around. And it was a beautiful blue house. And, um, yeah, it was cool. And the other cool part of it, I met a, an, an English dude. He was like, I guess because you have to pay for a um, uh, a photo pass, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, they let you take photos, but you got to pay. And the dude was cool, but I guess he didn't have enough change. So I just bought the passport. And was like, hey, thank you, mate. And it was cool because it was a brother. It was a black, uh, it was a black uh, uh, British brother. And I was like, dude, I told him, man, I always had affinity for all things British, British people. And the fact that you're, that you're a brother, dude, I have fucking double affinity for all things uh, British. He's like, oh, thank you, mate. So what do you do? And I was like, dude, I fucking, I'm a comedian. He's like, what? He's a comedian. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, so comedian. Oh, that's great. It's like, it's very extraordinary to be a comedian. It's like in front of people and you speak your soul. And I, he was, you know, just going off. It was cool. Like, Nice young brother. He's all, hey, mate, does, does, can I take a pic with you, a selfie? Because you might be famous one day. <laughs> I was like, sure, fuck it, why not? And then I took a selfie with that fool. I t told him about the Yeah Man podcast, um, showed it on his phone, and uh, his uh, gave him a sticker, one of the yeah, one of my stickers with a little uh, Jesus dude on it. Told him about the What's Up Fool podcast, Enchilada Casserole. Enchilada Casserole sounds fascinating, mate. <laughs> Super fucking cool, dude. So yeah, man, Mexico City was the shit. Zacatecas was the shit, but I guess we'll talk about Zacatecas a little longer, a little longer in the next podcast because I'm, dude, I'm already fucking going over over here. Uh, I want to give you guys a sweet ass intro. So yeah, man, check out the uh, What's Up Full podcast. Don't slip. Um, we have a live, uh, a live uh, podcast this week. It'll be uh, filmed, uh, filmed, yeah, filmed and recorded live. Uh, Wednesday call-in show. I don't have the number, but it's the same one as last time. It's a three two three number. I'll post it on my IG, on my Twitter, on my Facebook as soon as I get off today and give you uh, that nice, um, you know, that uh, 4th of July little uh, rant on uh, Facebook Live. And shout out to my cousin, Jorge Torres. Uh, that's his birthday, born on the 4th of July, but just not in America. <laughs> but he always likes it here. No, a mí me gusta, güey. Sí, güey. Aquí está muy limpio, güey. <laughs> so shout out to La Galleta. So yeah, check out the What's Up Full podcast. Check out the Enchilada Casserole podcast. Um, that's where uh, Felipe and uh, his wife, uh, Lisa Sparza get down and talk about all sorts of topics from uh, relationships to their, uh, you know, battle with drugs and all 
uh, you know, in the past, of course, uh, all types of cool ass shit. So now we got a, a little word from our sponsors real fast. Uh, La Cucaracha Pest Control. That's right. When you got want to get rid, get the kid, the Cucaracha kid. They're in the greater Los Angeles area, L.A. area right there by Dodger, Dodger Stadium in the Elysian Valley. It's La Cucaracha Pest Control. They're on Yelp. Uh, please call them at area code 323-221-7666. And uh, Irma will set you up with an appointment. And also we have uh, one more sponsor, the same sponsor from uh, last week. And it's a uh, Casa Torres Hotel. That's right, Casa Torres Hotel in Calle Primero de Mayo, uh, number 325 in uh, Centro Histórico, CP9833 in Zacatecas, Zacatecas, Mexico. And their phone numbers are 01-492-925-3266. Fax number, who <laughs> uses a fax? <laughs> Send a pigeon. Fuck it. <laughs> the fax number 01-492-925-3267. Lada sin costo. I guess you can call 1-800 number uh, without uh, um, paying a dime or a, pen, or a penny or a peso. <laughs> and that's a 01-800-581-8424. And that's... Uh, Hotel Casa Torres in the historic uh, district there in Zacatecas, Zacatecas, and they're in the uh, they're on the internet at www.hotelcasatorres.com, and that's www.hotelcasatorres.com, and that's Casa Torres, and that's a little uh, word from our sponsors and shout outs uh, to uh, Mike Flynn from All Things Comedy. Thank you very much for helping me out with the uh, podcast, the Yeah Man podcast. Shout out to Aaron. Thank you very much. Shout out to Moises out there. Thank you very much for showing me the uh, the ropes on a garage band. Now I'm off and running. Uh, you had to learn that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm a one man team. Shout out to Leanne, my little uh, associate engineer that helps me upload the podcast and uh, check all the emails. And yes, if you guys want to send an email to um to uh to the Yeah Man podcast, it's a Yeah Man podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget we have uh, shows coming up in August. It's at uh, Joe's Bar in uh, on Weed Street in Chicago, Illinois. I'll be opening up for uh, Felipe Esparza and Marcelo Guello. Our Guello, our Guello, will be on the show. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, bro. Uh, we'll be on the show, and um, that's Joe's Bar on Weed Street, and that's um, August nineteenth. In the 20th. That's right. Tickets are going fast. You can go to felipesworld.com uh, for tickets. And that's going to be Joe's Bar on Weed Street in Chicago, Illinois, on uh, the 19th and the 20th. And uh, also shout out to Iron Heritage uh, Company. That's right, man. Iron Heritage. They hooked me up with um, some grooming products. I actually use a wax. It's uh, awesome. It's uh, human-tested, animal-approved. They have beard products, pomades, hair and scalp conditioners, and skin care. Thank you very much uh, for you guys hooking me up. Mike and Jerry um, at Iron Heritage, shout out to you guys. When you guys are in uh, um, Chicago, Illinois, hit them up. I'm actually going to get a cut with them in, uh, in August when I go out there. So, yeah, man, fucking good stuff. They're available on Facebook. Um, they're on uh, Instagram at backslash Iron Iron Heritage, uh, so check them out. And the Twitter shout-outs to all the Twitter family. Uh, next week, I'll do the um, the Periscope family. But, yeah, all the Twitter family, at Warrior. Shout-out, brother. Thank you for supporting. At Mark Bell 2009 keep the question coming. Uh, at Boyle Heights, HC, Oscar Alvarez, shout-out to you. Shout-out to at Cats and Sigs, Grandpa Nicotine. Shout-out to Mr. AOL, Pastor Toon. Uh, shout-out to <laughs> at Germ Dust, Three Moons. <laughs> And uh, shout out to Goobers, uh, Pa, Rusty Shackelford, you're uh, also known as. Shout out to um, at Raider P1, which is at Maloso P1. 
excuse me, and uh, shout out to at Johnny Say, shout out to at Petro Damis, which is Peter Oliveira, and shout out to uh, at Fabian562. And the last shout out on the Twitter, uh, Twitter shout out <laughs> is uh, shout out to Jeff Keith. Uh, congratulations to you and uh, your lady on your brand new baby girl. Keep shining, my brother. And thank you very much for the retweets and all that. Always uh, staying interactive. And uh, check out Jeff Keith on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff. And uh, thanks to all the podcasts, of course, uh, to the Las Vegas family. Uh, thanks for the invite. And uh, also, Ed says, she says, that's Edwin Sanwad's podcast with his lady. And thanks for the invite is um, Freddie Correa, originally from uh, Reno, but now in Vegas. And shout out to the Church of What's Happening Now and Life in Neutral with Lee Syatt. And Johnny Roque. So, yeah, this week, <laughs> god damn, that was a long one. <laughs> That's what she said, you know? Who knows? <laughs> shout, shout out. This will enough. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Darren Carter. That's right, the party starter, the rooster, El Gallo. Yeah, my name is Deron. So, dude, Darren Carter keeps it real. He's one of those dudes that I met in the beginning, uh, right around the same time that I met Edwin, that I met Felipe, all those dudes. And he's always been one of those cool dudes, always nice, always wants to talk forever. And he's one of those dudes uh, that's, you know, he's content, happy with his life, hard worker, a legitimate headliner. He has a little uh, little son, eight-year-old, loves him to death. And he has a cool story, man. Uh, we go into a lot of things about comedy, about his kid, about his love for his kid, about doing shows, about his first TV spots. So, yeah, man, check out um, uh, Darren Carter, and you guys will have fun, man. All right, thank you very much for listening, and enjoy. Yeah, man. You know, I feel so good Yes, I feel so good You know, I feel so good I feel like falling a jack <coughs> <laughs> Awesome, dude. Finally, dude. Yes, finally. We found the spot. It would have been like the... Um... Actually, I'll leave my phone on, but like... Okay. I'll just turn the ringer down. Do you want to turn off the spaceship, or are you good? Uh, it might get kind of hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave the AC. <laughs> oh, it's like an air-conditioned building, but it's our car. <laughs> yeah, it's a trip, though, dude. It's all, like, on. The car's on? Oh, yeah. Should I turn it off? No, it's all good. Like, if you want to do it, like, this way, it doesn't matter, dude. Let's no try it like this for a little no bit. No inhibitions, dude. Whatever yeah. you want to do, you want to, like, you know, leave it leave it on, leave it, you know, it's a trip. Leave it running, yeah. We're like an, it's like all cockpit style Oh, I know, with here. all the blue neon, with the lights and like, <laughs> GPS and, like, it was a trip, though, dude, because you said, like, originally, you know, let's meet up at 9 at the Live Factory, and we'll go ahead and do it, and it's like... I know. And it's 1 in the morning now. It's all almost like the podcast it never was. I know. It's funny. Um, I'm like, yeah, meet me down at the Live Factory. We'll do it. I'm just, I just said 9 o'clock, because I'm like, I'll probably be off stage, and then... You know, it's it's the chocolate Sundays at the for people listening, and, and um, it's really crowded, really popular night. Oh hell yeah! And I'm thinking there'll be some ambiance noise, and you're like, oh, it's gonna be too loud. And right as you're saying, <laughs> you hear the comics on stage like, "Suck that!" You know, you're like, "Damn!" Like, <laughs> yeah, it was to- totally loud. It was all. Like, you know. I mean, this is gonna be too loud. This isn't really ambiance. This is like. Oh no, no, it wasn't even the studio setting. It was totally like you know, yeah. live feed and the craziness in the background. Yeah, it would have been too, and then. Then what did we do? Then we went and we were like, okay, we'll do it after this next show. And then after the second show, but go it's to- still loud. And then we we're like, wait, let's go to Green Blast, go next door, we'll find <laughs> this night in Delhi, we'll go upstairs. And then when we walk upstairs, what was there? There was like those uh, old 
those dudes over there from Chicago, you know, it was like older, like Jewish, rough dudes talking yeah, about uh, the good old how, days. Yeah, the good old days at Second City, and they seen Danny Aykroyd, and they seen uh, all those uh, dudes, and uh, they know comedy, they know good comedy, and and or really like, loud. And it's weird because we're like in a secluded little part of the restaurant, so it'd be weird <laughs> if we go up there and there's like room for twenty people, and they're taking up you know the room with their conversation and. He's like interviewing me about comedy and <laughs> with a microphone. Yeah, I was like the head of Miramax right there holding court, dude. Yeah. And the then, Weinstein brothers. So we're like, oh, man, like, oh, but I'm hungry, though, so let's go to this little Mexican restaurant. Taco Gavilan, dude. It's on the corner of Sunset and La Brea, and it's cool, but it's like giant windows. There's no walls. It's just windows, and it's all fluorescent lighting and loud music, and I'm like, this is weird. Like, Oh, the whole Hollywood Everybody would be looking at us, you know, like, what are these guys up to over there? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they were cool though. They're gonna let us record there and turn the music off, but they only they closed that one, so they've already been closed for 15 minutes now. So next time, so we're like, let's go to the comedy store. We're like, yeah, there might be like people peeking around. Like, what are you guys doing? Can I be in your podcast? It's like that'd have been total so. Now worse. we're in a dark parking lot uh, near the Improv. And no disrespect to the comedy store, but just as far as like you know, the surrounding comics being around there, you know, just yeah, like yeah, lurking yeah. like gargoyles, and then like you know, first it's like, what are these faggots doing? And then for oh, it's a podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, here's my resume. <laughs> yeah. Hey Darren, they'll hug you fully, huh? <laughs> awesome. I haven't seen you. Are you good? Are you good? Yeah, yeah. Everything fine? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. It's all good. Yeah, but I don't know. I like doing podcasts with uh, where there's no distractions. You know. There's oh hell yeah, like, me uh, too, dude. That way, it's, you know, just you. The other person and the mic, and you know, there's no how inhibition. Many, how, many of these, how many of these have you done? This is going to be own. the sixth one. That's cool. So that's five so far. The first one, um, you know, came out Memorial Day, and uh, yeah, just pretty much uh, the Yeah Man podcast, and it's just like the guest of Genesis. We can see the like, you know, the nucleus from where it started with the one I do with Felipe, the What's Up Fool podcast, and then you know, people started, hey man, we're going to come up with your own one, and that fool's all, come on, dog, fucking you, a hundred episodes, you do your podcast, dog, call it the Yeah Man episode. That's cool. And we did the Yeah Man. The reason we say Yeah Man, I mean, I, there's a comedian out there that um, used to say he came out here, came out to L.A. from uh, Texas. And he was kind of like a dream crusher comedian. Be like, oh, yeah, dude, I got a showcase fucking at the Laugh Factory. And, yeah, some shit. He'd be all, yeah, man. <laughs> and totally like, kill yeah, it. So, like, uh, we would be texting you back. Would ju- you would just go, he'd just go, yeah, man. And they would kind of, like. Be like, shut up, or you ain't shit, or, like, Aww. whatever, man, type shit. You know what I mean? But it was kind of a funny back and forth because we'd yeah. just text each other, yeah, man. Or when, like, you know, yeah, dude, I'm going to fucking start working out and shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Whatever, and as soon man. as you heard the yeah, man, you were like, oh, I'm not going to do it now. Oh, totally, dude. And then it's, it's weird because you started saying it and then it caught on and then it's like almost a catchphrase. And then it's like now it's like some people don't even call me by your name. Where's fucking yeah, man at today or whatever. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of like, fuck it. We'll just call it that, the That's yeah, hilarious. man podcast. Is that, I don't want to say his name, but I think I know who it is. Maybe you don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know exactly who it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has man. bad breath. Yeah, man. It's helitosis, but it's more like helitosis breath. <laughs> Singe your eyebrows when he speaks oh and shit. Gosh. You know, really horrible. Like I don't know, man. Just that like, guy's doing good now. Isn't he opening for big people? Oh yeah, you know dude. I mean? You know, yeah. hard work pays off, man. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's cool though. Oh fuck and yeah, you know, dude. Anyone who gets a break, man. You, I just you know think about it. there's millions and 
people in this world, and there's not that many comedians if you look at it like that. Oh no, you know? dude, and that's too. And it's funny what you said that. Not funny, but you know, it's cool that anybody gets break, any type of break, whether it's going on tour with somebody or a little TV success or you know internet success or stage success. You know, blowing it up around town because you know we can be so cynical and negative and like you know really cut it down and you know bites into our fucking psyche as individuals and being super negative and it can take you down a path where it gets you off your own path and you're not concentrating on yourself. Yeah, man. <laughs> this fool, dude. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> it's catchy, that thing. I like it. Yeah, dude. So and, uh, you've been around for days, dude. I mean, you, you, you're pretty much, you were part of the whole, um, the Latino, Latino comedy explosion back in the day with like the Showtime. Got um, me my bit. Big break, you know, that was awesome. Latino Laugh Festival, the uh, original one, yeah, too, Yeah, the original though. one in 96. I the, was at the comedy store, and the producer, you know, you always do these shows, and some guy, like, hey, here's my card, and you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever, dude. This one was actually legit, where he's like, hey, we're doing this festival, it's going to be on Showtime, um, because I like that part of your act where you talked about growing up in a Latino neighborhood. Oh, hell yeah. He goes, can you, can you, would you want to do that on the TV show? Oh, and, bitching, uh, dude. And, and then... You know, one thing led to another. Then they had me showcase and and for Pat Buckles, and then I got on the show, and that that I was on TV for the first. That was my very first TV appearance, and that got me a big manager and an agent. And really, um, that that show right there, the Latino Laugh Festival yeah, show on the, Showtime. The only thing that that yes, yeah, the only thing that hurt a little bit was um, you know, um, I was mostly getting those kind of gigs at first where it's like, hey, here's this Latino thing. and but It's cool, though. I mean, it was cool, but in a sense, you know, I... I Pigeonholed you? Yeah, in a sense, yeah, because in, uh, clubs would be like, oh, he's the white guy that plays for Latino audiences. But I'm like, yeah, that's because you just saw me at the Tempe Improv and, and it was a Latino promoter that brought me there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever. And so the, and then someone else saw me and they go, hey, you should showcase to be on BET. And... uh that was great too, because then, then I started doing like you know like like anytime you can get paid and and you people start recognizing you and you get a little fame it helps you so much because just being a regular funny comedian there's a bunch of funny comedians in a row right. but you need if you get a little thing to kind that of make you stand you out up, yes yes so you know that helped a lot you know because they comic view BET they would play the hell out of it and you know I did it so many times and they'd re-air it and chop it up and. You know, have segments like right. comedians talking about their wives, comedians that are white, comedians that are talking about cross country running or whatever the fuck you know. Um, and then, uh, you know, doing the Tonight Show was really cool because that was like a show that that you know everyone knew because right, and it's know, a total mainstream show, right? The, yeah, you did it with Leno, Jay Leno. Yes, because then it's like awesome. You know, like not that I do this, but you ever been on an airplane and someone's like, so uh, what brings you to Des Moines or whatever? <laughs> yeah, totally. And you're just like, oh, do I tell him I'm a comic and I'm here? Or do I <laughs> just business. Yeah, exactly. It's like, but if it ever got into those weird situations where they're like, so you're a comedian and you should do the Tonight And I'm like, yeah, I did the Tonight Show. And it's like, okay, it's kind of like, you know what I mean? You watch the right. program, lady? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, whatever. And how was that? Do you like coming? Like you did. Um, you said you did uh, Showtime Latino Laugh Festival, and that's the original one, which you know kind of uh, shuttled a lot of people, including yeah. yourself. And then you do BT, and that's also another one that like brought up yeah. a bunch of stars. And then you do like, and not that it's a low level production, yeah. But like you know, the Tonight Show is like network TV. Yeah, yeah. How was that? And like as far as like, was that 
utmost legitimacy. I think it was like because it's like we just it has that legitimate stamp of like it, everyone knows the Tonight Show. Like my grandpa's brother in South Dakota was like was you know happy to see me on there. You know, like because yeah, the dude. other little shows people don't really know, but at the same time. They have niche audiences, so a lot of people will know. Like you just said earlier, people you know that used to watch us on you know K Locos back in the day. You know, I mean they would air that thing what three times a week. I right, think. right, and, right. I mean it was awesome to be able to do that show for you know you know thank you Mike Robles if you're listening. He, Bobby bites. Yeah, he would. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know he put me on that show, and uh, and then you go to like I remember going to Target the next day and like getting recognized and like wow this is cool. Yeah, because you even like doing you a know. show, like I remember doing a show with you in Blythe and like people were recognizing you a lot from K Locos and from BET and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a rooster. Yeah. And then right away, you know what I mean? Boom. Yeah. It's like just to have that, whoa, I know that guy. It's like it's a cool it's a cool thing, man. You know, and my thing now is like, you know, with these these albums, you know, I I'm like, okay, let me just keep writing material, have a deadline, record it, get it out there. And that you way know? you can like perpetually put out yeah. stuff, and yeah. you always have something out and something. Because I think that's the way the way the world is now. It's like, you know, putting out pictures on Instagram and funny tweets and things like that. Like if you're just back in the day, you could put out, you know, like let's say you're a rock band, you could put out an album and then not put another one out for another what four years or something. Right, but the now whole time gotta, yeah. in between, they're touring and supporting that album, yeah, and getting it out there. But as far as going back real quick to the Tonight Show, like, did that take you to like another level as far as like, okay, legitimacy and like a whole brand of people um, watching you and knowing who you are besides the urban crowd in essence, or yeah. besides the Latino crowd? It does, but then you know the club owners are still like, well, is he weary? Yeah, they're a little like leery of like, can he do longer than five minutes? Like, there's, <laughs> there's still that. You still get that. Where you're so like, you have to battle he? that too. It was never yeah. over oh, after yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm sure everyone has to battle that, but it's like, yeah. It, for sure, I thought, okay, finally, once I did the Tonight Show, I'll be able to go to these clubs and you know, and places, and and it it did open doors, but it's it definitely isn't like, it's not like Drew Carey. He says he goes, oh, I was in show business the next day. It wasn't like that after he did the Tonight Show. Uh, not not for me. It wasn't like that. You know, like I mean, look at certain comedians we know that have done it like nine, ten times. It's like it helps you, but it it's not like you know, it's not the breakout point, and it's like you don't have to look back anymore. Yeah. You still have to struggle. You still have to work. You still have to convince uh, yeah. cl- bookers to book you. Here comes somebody. Let's. I'm going to put this visor down. <laughs> <laughs> He's somebody that recognizes us for you. It's and funny. be like, what are you doing in there? <laughs> I know. What are you guys doing? Oh, what dude, doing? I think I know who that dude is. I'm going to put the visor down, too. Exactly. That's He's so a fellow podcaster as well, Are dude. you serious? Yeah, I'm not even messing with you. But That's I hope funny. he just gets in his car and, like, goes away oh, on the night. I know who he is. I wish He's going to turn those lights on. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that mask? So you, He's a fellow <laughs> podcaster. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> That'd be funny if we talk all this. And then he comes over. And like, hey, buddy, how are you? Dude, I, are you try to, can I get in? <laughs> can I get a spot on your podcast? <laughs> you won't fit in the car, you know? Uh, You're a little tall. giant mother. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Seems like he's all tired from a night of hanging out in network. I know you saw how he walked. He walked like he just played like you know full court basketball. Yeah, for three hours. yeah like that club foot or that polio leg. Oh my gosh! <laughs> scraping it on the do asphalt. Do you, do you like that dude or not? Oh no, he's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like not even like, but I think oh he god. is exhausted, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's out of here. He's beat. He's he seems go, cool, but he's, you know, oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So, yeah. and it's weird, dude. Like, do you see like, um, does he? You're a headliner, all right. You've been a headliner for a long time, legitimate one. And do you do you, do you see a lot of people that like you know try to ask? He looks like he's circling the parking lot. <laughs> one, on, give me a spot in your podcast. <laughs> like a short, dun dun. <laughs> no, he's, he's uh, the wave took him. 
Um, do people like hound you sometimes or email you a lot if they can open up with you for you, work for you? Man, I wish I could help everybody out. I really do because, but I, I honestly, but I don't, it's not like I, I give away jobs and stuff. It's not like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like I have some, you know, thing where I'm like, oh, you, you guys could open up for me here. You guys can open up for me there. We can, I wish I could do that, but I right. just, I, I don't, you know, I don't have that, you know, ability to do that, you know, but I do get asked a lot. I, if I can, I always put people on. Awesome. You know? And it's almost to the point, too, because even, like, you know, where you're at, like, you know, you're still, you know, not, I'm saying trouble, but, you know, you still have to struggle to get your work or you have to make a valiant effort in order to do so and stay relevant yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. But then people think it's actually much more than that, too, that, like, yeah. oh, no, this dude's sitting on top of the world. Right, and the perception right. that, you know, social media. Honestly, I don't think who, I don't even know. I, don't you think there's probably, like, a small percentage, very small of people that are actually selling out rooms. Oh, it's very tiny. And and then after that, it's probably people that, you know, I'm sure if they gave away free tickets, people would show up. But I don't even know if people are watching, you know, I think it's harder to get people off their phones and out to these clubs. Oh, yeah, for a live watching, show? You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Oh, totally. You know, there has to be that thing that, you know, like, you're, you know, you're... You're, you know, you're Bill Burr. Let's, we gotta see Bill Burr. He just right. did this Netflix special and another one. And oh my God, I love, you know, th- th- someone like him. I, like I think he, you know, or, or someone like, you know, Fluffy. Like you know, you got like, that dynamic right. Yeah, now. that thing where we, oh my God, I just saw your thing. And Can't miss this I, show I, for your life. Yes, you know, I have to see him. Cat Williams is in town. He's a nut. We gotta go watch. I would say someone like that, but you know, like a lot of us, I think that you know, oh, he's funny. I like him. I mean, dude, I, you know, you, you already know. You know, I you just ugh, whatever. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like people are, uh, you know, I've done shows where I felt like, you know, this is great. Like the room is packed. People, and then I've done shows where, you know, you you tweet it, you pound the, you know, the save, you you're posting. Hey, I'll be at the ice house. Come to ice house, you know, and then you show up and there's like, you know, sixty people. <laughs> You know like I mean? It almost felt flat. Even though you're supposed yeah. to even feel good that 60 people came out to see you, yeah. it's still almost like not enough in today's world that like it has to be sold out, jam-packed, hot, and yeah. you sold all these drinks and everybody bought your merchandise, and that'll legitimize you on the like on the live scene. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's like, you know, <clears throat> what what is... What, I, I almost feel like... You know, and then, and then there'll be like some YouTubers where they're like... They'll do a show at a club at like you know four o'clock in the afternoon and, and it's sold out. And that's a big thing that's happening too. Yeah. Like during the day, like you know even before a headliner goes up, they'll have this dude in the dragon costume that has like one point two million followers, wow. and there are a bunch of tween tweeners up there. You know, yeah. obviously they don't buy drinks, but they eat a shitload of food. The dude yeah. doesn't even do an hour; he does like twenty five minutes, shoves something down, and he sells merchandise and you know takes selfies for the remaining two hours, and boom, you know just bum Gosh. rushes that fucking city or that. Venue. Yeah, because the models are already set up. We already have these rooms where you could. There's a microphone, and that's why they're putting a lot of reality people in these clubs. Like oh hell yeah, r- wrestlers are coming in. Like, oh, and what, what's your perception yeah. on? Re- and I mean, I'm not knocking wrestlers or whatnot, but it just seems like anybody that has an audience could uh, do comedy now. I know. I mean, I'm telling you, Honey Boo Boo, someone like that's gonna be. <laughs> you know, they're gonna be like, it's Honey Boo Boo's favorite comedians, and they're so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Imagine, <clears throat> you know, someone like that. It's gonna, it's gonna happen, man. It's gonna suck, you know, because. You're gonna be like, I'm funny. I have this. I've crafted these jokes, and who cares? It's like somebody. I think it was John Heffron. I think it was him. Someone said that he did a show, and like one of those YouTube type people, uh, uh-huh. you know, did their thing, and they were selling merch. Like they they were selling f- sweaters for forty bucks. And oh yeah, I see, I've seen them. it, dude. It's I've like, seen it in Kansas City. I've seen yeah. it in uh, in Texas. 
And it's no, they're dude. It's like it pretty much feeds you. Shit I remember on the Kansas City like five years ago. This one dude uh, was a internet success, and and they said they had to swap rooms. They had to put the the improv headliner into the small room, and then the YouTube guy in the big room. Damn, like you that's know? how that's how crazy it got. Yeah. And that's crazy. And it's all, I mean, I like wrestlers from back in the day and everything, but it's like, you know, I know they don't have material or not material, but like, you know, jokes, suppose, you know, well-crafted joke that took, yeah. you know, years to fucking, you know, put together. And, uh, but they definitely, you know, please tell me another story about you and Jake the Snake. Yeah. <laughs> you I know. Know, which is cool, but, but it, still. But it, but it could be anything, not even just wrestling. Oh, yeah. It could yeah. be like, you know, not that I'm just you know this on those guy dudes. from this soap opera or, you know, oh, from, yeah. Where anybody who's, you know, gosh. I, I think the first one was back in the day, I want to say like 2003, it was that dude that used to be a comic and then he came on the show, The Bachelor. And then all of a sudden, you know, club started, you know, headlining him for for a while, and then he fizzled out. I forgot his name. Was but. it Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire? Was oh, Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire, not yeah. like fucking The Bachelor, yeah. Was his name Rick Rockwell or something? I think or? so. You know, like older, like a white dude or whatever, kind of yeah. like, you know, looks like a CEO or was, some shit. Yeah, I didn't really care for his comedy, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was kind of like... I was there at a show one time at the end, I was like, dude, this is what he's... All right, whatever. Oh, he's bombing with confidence. <laughs> yeah, he's like a... Yeah, yeah. It was almost like he saw Richard Jenny and was like, I want to be like that. <laughs> But he wasn't funny at all. Oh, though. no, he didn't have that fucking, you know. I mean, again, that's a mad crowd. That's just our opinion, there. whatever. Oh, of course. You know, we're being cynical now. I know. <laughs> and where are you from, D.C., Darren Carter? Central California, Fresno, California. And, uh, yes, yeah, I grew up there, and then I, I moved to San Jose, and then I came to L.A. in 95. And uh, did you, you started doing, like, I believe, what, radio in college or something like that? Yeah. As yeah. a host or some shit? You know, I wanted to be a comedian. Always? Oh, well, not, yeah, as long as I can remember. Like, I remember other, these kids used to be like, you should be a comedian. I used to hear that a lot. And then, in, especially like 12, 13, 14. And I remember they had career day. And I remember going from booth to booth, and there was no comedians there. Really? I was like, shit, what am I going to do? I wanted to be, a, you know, hmm. So the next best thing, because <laughs> <laughs> you can look up careers. Was morning DJ, and they're like, you too can make, you know, whatever, half a million dollars. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. The bear on 97.x. Yeah, but that's that's so, it's another one that's super hard to be like a morning DJ, because... I was sitting there with a Hawaiian shirt and fucking drinking 20 Red Bulls. Yeah. Fucking smoking <laughs> fucking 20 cigarettes during the break. Yeah, and you also, it's just only so many markets where that was happening, you know, I mean... You know, uh, you know what I mean? It's like Laser Boy here during the traffic hour. Yeah. What if you're not morning? What if you're like the afternoon guy? Or that's good too. But what if you're like the overnight? Oh, so I started dude. out as as the as not even as, as like the board operator. You know, <laughs> the engineer in essence. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. And then, and then it's just <laughs> basically operator. playing pre-recorded like shows and you know Rick D's or whatever just hitting play and then like, <laughs> this was said Rick and D's. Then, uh, yeah, they play. I get to play Rick D's, Shadow Stevens, all those kind of games. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. You know, fucking what was that? Dude? The Wolfman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'd have these pre-recorded shows that they'd send up to Fresno. Uh, I'm Casey Kaisel. Are know. you serious, dude? Yeah, yeah. So I would just press the button. So you were just engineering. That's it. But you were on the radio in essence, though, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but you it, weren't. But then you get to do like an hour or two hours or whatever uh, of live talk on Sunday mornings, or oh, I would get I would get to talk overnights eventually. I mean, at first I was just the the button pushing dude. Okay. And then I get to like you know talk on the radio, and that was a couple stories that are kind of funny. Um. One, you know, this is how long ago this was. This is back when Two Live Crew was out. Damn. Remember they had that song called hey. Me So Horny? Uh, me So Horny. So I'd make up fake requests. I'd be like, hey, uh, Tammy, she wants to hear Me So Horny. <laughs> this goes out to you, Tammy. And if you're horny, you give give me a call right now. My beelines are open. 
The ninth caller. And I would just wait for people to call. And with, did you start building an audience there, though, with the calling and all that? Yeah, a little bit. You know, um, uh, it was exciting. You know, like, hey, I heard you on the radio. Oh, Ooh, shut up, right. dude. Yes, you know. Um, <laughs> so you got a little fame off it? Yeah, but the, only that for a year before I moved. So I was like, eh, you know. Also, I was in a, I was a bunch of local commercials. I was on 33 billboards. That was kind of cool. Are you cool. serious? Yeah, it was. That's it was, fucking cool. It was during dude. the drought back, the, the drought back, <laughs> in, back then. The so, first drought. Now so, yeah, yeah, exactly. the second coming now with Jerry Brown and everything. It, it, it was a, it was a, uh, you know, a commercial telling people they could water their lawns if their address ended at odd or an even number. Really? So they had kind of like a lottery thing. Yeah, yeah. When so, you could and when you couldn't. So I was all over these billboards and commercials and. And how'd you land that? Because of radio or because uh, of your uh, was, gig? Uh, it was. I, I don't remember. Like if it was not, it wasn't even really even an audition. It might have been an audition, but. Someone heard I did comedy, and then and then I don't remember. I just I know I booked it. It was like a, a buyout, so it's like you oh, know hardly any money. But it's but paid it, once up front. But boom. dude, you're 20 years old, and you're on all these billboards, and it was really cool. Oh hell yeah! And back you then, know? that's before you know social media. Oh anything, yeah, so it was like like you know mini Howard Stern in essence. Yeah, right? you're like you're the guy from the radio. You're <laughs> a funny rapper guy. You're a comedian. You're on the billboards. And was that like the beginning of how you are now on stage, or what you wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I used to rap and stuff, and. And write, I used to write comedy when I was 15 is when I first started writing. Really? Forming stand-up material, you know, writing routines, writing things. And then, you know, and then I had an English teacher in 10th grade that was like, um, she would tell the class, like, if you guys if you guys are good or whatever, you'll do your, whatever, Darren can do some time at the end. So I get to go up and do time at the end. Are you serious? Yeah, I would do my impressions, my little stories, <laughs> my stupid parodies of, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and... All this kind of stuff, whatever I would do. Then I started rapping, you know, back then, writing my own original raps. Because that was back when rap was, uh, you know, Rod DMC and Fat Boy. When rap was rap. Yeah, it was It was a little bit simpler, you know. And so you and they actually had stories back then, you know. Do you remember, like, friends, doom, 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 doom. How many you of us have, have them? them? Remember that? Like, friends. the freaks come out at night, you know. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, dun, dun. so, you know, I used to... Write these little cool raps and then <laughs> cool and, raps. Yeah, and plus nobody was there was weren't a lot of white dudes rapping, so it was like weird for everyone. Like, <laughs> like an anomaly. The white boy could rap. The white boy could rap. Yo, everybody, come on, man, check him out. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> he got skills. When I was a kid, my hair was black, but then something happened. Something went whack. Some little hair hey, pushed me in the back, <laughs> made me fall into a strawberry patch. Down the corn had ears, heard I was raw. The potatoes had eyes. Dug what they saw. The yams like my jam said it was sweet. <laughs> libby, libby, libby. They like to say they beat everybody. Say ho, oh, oh. ho, 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 ho. Green giant. <laughs> so I would do that. I remember, and I, and I got into a rap battle with this dude who actually went on to get a recording deal, a record really? deal. Yeah, his name was Cool Rock J. He was this uh, kid that cool came. Rock here, he came here from New York, and he came to our school. And uh, he, I remember one time he rapped at the school assembly. Okay. And uh, he heard that I could rap, so he called me out in the cafeteria. He goes, I heard, I heard someone told me that you think you could rap. Well, if you want to battle me, I will annihilate you. And I remember my friend had to look up the word annihilate. I knew it was not good. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. But he, well, he didn't know, well, number one, that I, that I could do impressions. So, so, I go, so I go outside, and I was like, I need a pair of sunglasses. They go, the white boy needs some sunglasses. And basically, he used to put his sunglasses on top of his head, and he would put his hand on his hip and, and do his other hand like this. So I'd go, um, so my rap was something like, uh, how'd it go? I go, <clears throat> something like, well, you... 
When you rhyme, slime, slobber, and stutter, your lips stick together like skipping peanut butter. You say you're from New York, but you're really just a dork like Porky Pig or Piggy Pork. Your Cool Rock JJ stands for joke. And that, 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 that's all, folks. Damn. Yeah. And, and you cr- burned them? I burned them. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And when I go, that, 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 that's all, folks. And then people did the cartwheels. And, oh, it was dude, over. It was amazing. It was like 200 people surrounding us. Like it was a fight. And the principal came over and made us break up. So I actually won technically because he didn't get a chance to retort. <laughs> no. He didn't have a chance to retort. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you say he got served. Yeah, yeah. And what happened after that, dude? He wanted to rap, me, rap against me again. And then uh, I was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. You I already won. Why would I want to, you know. Yeah. Put the mic down. I'm out. Yeah. Got my <laughs> Can't gimmicks. Fuck with this. I imitated you. We're done. You know. <laughs> I mean, he did come up to me one time, though, and he goes... Uh, Yo, dog, let me talk to you. He goes, what made you want to rap against me? <laughs> and I go, well, I had nothing to lose, really. I, no one knew me, and he's a like, good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was kind of scared a little bit. I was like, how does this thing work? It, <laughs> I was kind of scared. Is he going to try to fight me now? I don't know how. <laughs> Look at this. this is a valet guy or something right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. See what he wants. How you doing tonight? Huh? Oh, no, 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 no. 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 Yeah, we're good. Is it Thank dog, you, brother. Yeah, he was concerned about the doggy. There's a yeah. doggy? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, that sucks. What? There's a dog somewhere? Or there was a dog outside, like, running around like he was lost. He's like, is that your doggy? Where? Like, no, I don't know. I don't know. You said dog or Toyota? There's a small dog? Yeah. Oh, oh inside, that, inside that. Oh, yeah. No, that's not us. No. It's not even hot. I think he just wants to break a window. <laughs> I was like, dude. I just, I How's he know about that dog in some back corner of a dark parking lot? That's, That's weird. That's that eagle eye, dude. He's Mexican. <laughs> so he's probably the dog whisperer's cousin. <laughs> he's concerned, huh? Yeah, he's very concerned. Like, we have our little microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, in a car, dude. Like, dude, we're like FBI guys. And you know, my, my, my parking lights are on. Like, even though they're. <laughs> Like, like, just because these aren't on, like, it's still... Oh, okay. Yeah. It was funny, like, too, though, remember when we seen the fellow podcaster, I thought he was actually going to come up here and do it. I know. We're not stuff. invisible, you know, because yeah, we're like, like, if, the, if everything was off, we might be more invisible, but like... Oh, yeah. We're not even incognito whatsoever. I know. Like, <laughs> God damn. Who's doggy is that? Is that doggy? <laughs> damn. Totally concerned, dude. He's a dog lover of sorts, you know? What was the first impression you busted out perfectly? When I was a kid, I don't know about perfectly, but... <laughs> The attempt. Oh, gosh. Um, probably was, Elvis. I still love Elvis. I still do. <laughs> Look at that. See? You got the Elvis channel on. But, Ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yeah. Right here, live. Uh, what's serious? Uh, but, um, but but really, Elvis the one that I know that I was was probably Michael Jackson, his talking voice. Oh, really? I the think. In- yeah. <clears throat> Paul, I think I told you I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> the girl is mine. Oh, mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I love. This is it. Remember when that last speech you said about the the O2 arena? This is the this oh, is yeah. it. This is it. That's a badass concert film. And when Even I say this is it, I mean this is final. This is it. And that's a trip because when uh, that video, oh, I don't, did I interrupt you? In mid- no, impression? no. I, 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 man, Michael Jackson was like the celebrity when I was growing up. Man. Oh, I was dude. Like, I, I, he was always huge in the thriller. I remember him getting burned yeah. in the Pepsi commercial. But when I seen This Is It and he did that press conference yeah. you know, where people were actually feigning, yeah. like, dude, I was like, fucking, dude, I've, you, you know of stardom, right? And you, yeah. we've seen the stars of today, but I don't think anybody had an effect on people as oh, he did. It was just like, fucking, like, it was like mesmerizing. I, I mean, dude. there was a time where you would see people, in a, you'd see a limousine and you'd be like, I wonder if Michael Jackson's in there. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, for real, dude. It's like legitimate stardom. Like, know. you know. And then Prince passed away. And I got to say, I love Prince, man. Also, it's like, he's one of those guys. I had like six or seven of his albums. Like, and So you're a music dude then, too, then. On yeah. top of, you know, loving rap and doing impressions. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. The rap stuff was more my early life. Like, I'm not really. I can't. <laughs> Early I life. don't like rap now. Chapter really. one. Do you like rap now? I don't like. I, it. I actually do. Like, remember we were talking earlier about yeah. that dude that you know. Oh man, you gotta you know switch it up and do this. The modern. Oh, you rap. do like it now? Yeah, yeah. I do. I've, I've always have because I like music. But like when I was in high school, yeah. I was kind of a snob. I was punk rocker, so I only listened. You know, I didn't have the whole mohawk, yeah. but you know, I had a little spiky hair well, and shit. I'll say this: when I say I don't like rap, like like I can't. Someone has to show me what's good. Like I okay, can't, it's I not can't like, just put it on Power One Hundred Six and like like I used to get into the shit. I used to just drive around with whatever's popular. Now I'm just like, oh, this sucks. I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. It's like it's all <laughs> auto tune and weird and like, ugh, you untraditional. Know? It's super. But when fucking. I follow these people on on Instagram, like I follow a lot of boxers and boxing, and and I'm like, it's kind of cool how they plug the music in. All right, they're on on the new shit and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, and, yeah. And I think what you're saying too, or you know, what I think you're saying is that you kind of got to go with technology. You got to go with the times, or not, you'll stay behind. But also, what we were talking about earlier, going, you don't want to be that. Dude, that's just talking about the new stuff, just to pander and be cool yeah. to everybody, you know, no. just to you know, that way you can fit in, opposed to actually actually being you or yeah, yourself. Yeah, well, well, basically what we're saying is like, I did this, show, you know, I did I did uh, two shows tonight. Killed, I killed. No. <laughs> but there's this guy, awesome, this is one guy. He um, <laughs> he's like Mister, I don't know, those skinny jeans, you know, whatever, hip, black Hollywood dude. <laughs> 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 Hit black Hollywood dude. You know oh, what I mean? That's oh, how you totally, him, dude. Right? Oh, yeah. And he's like, he's like, yo, man, I'm telling you, you need to upgrade your beats, man. <laughs> you just and I'm like, I know what he's saying from his perspective, right? But Everybody dude, knows what's best for you. Yeah, look at Kid Rock. He's out there making a hell of a living doing classic rock style music and right and country, dude. Yeah, and country and rap, whatever the fuck cares. It's like, you know, like you know what I just saw. Okay, what's that? here's yeah, because my beats. Here's my beats. <laughs> Like, that's fine. It works. Okay. Or if I want to go sexy. I want to go sexy. All right, ladies. Let me see them boobies. <laughs> Maybe that's a 90s beat. Who gives a shit? It's funny, you know? <laughs> you know? What am I do? Like, traps and blah, 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 blah. I mean, who cares? It's annoying. But, like... Um, <laughs> You know what though? I look at some of the '80s music. See, so, you now my comedy is modern. Like whatever's happening, I'll, I'll talk about shit that happens like that moment that day. Right. But as far current. as the, you know, the vibe, the the thing. I'm not trying to be. I'm gonna, you know, I'm not. I'm just being me. I don't want to. If I'm, I don't want to be like. I must be edgy. That's what's happening now. F that. Like I don't want to. It's like you don't want to go follow the whole trend because it's like you're just up no, there pandering. No, because also you, you know, that's why I never. And I'm not really a political person, but like, I never like, you know. I'm not like the kind of person that goes on Twitter and like rants about my I f I feel this way about this po who cares? It's like no one cares. <laughs> not changing anyone's mind. You're listening, it's just stupid. And I'm not that passionate about it. So it's not me, so I don't need to do that. You, you know? don't want to be flavor of the month guy. No, and, and but some people that's their world. They love watching the news and getting in, you know. But I'm like, you know what? Like, like you look at Elvis. I have no idea who you ever voted for. You look at Weird Al Yankovic. I don't even know who he's. You know, I mean, you have an idea maybe, but like, not no, there's really. Some stuff you got to keep to yourself. And, I, and it's for kind of me, funny. I come from that school. Like, I don't care about. You know, I'm not trying to be your like, insights or whatever. You don't no, want to. Or how, how some comedians say, "I'm just, dude. I just want to show you the way how I see the world through my eyes." Or you know. And if it works for them, it's cool. But right. for me, I'm not nah. You know, for DC, like, it's not. That's not how the party's shaking. You know what's funny is I saw uh, this show the other night, and it was like, 
Arsenio Hall's hosting it. I think it's called Greatest Hits. Okay. And it shows a lot of people who had like these number one songs. Back in the day or whatever. Yeah, and it's just how the music was fun back in the day. Like, do you remember the uh, Ray Parker Jr.? Ray Parker Jr. It doesn't ring a bell, and I don't know why, but I'm being... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, the Gus, who Ghostbusters? Gonna, who are you going to call? <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, and it, and it was funny, because but at the same time, he was like... He mimed dialing a phone. He was like, who are you going to call? Are you shit? That's how it came about? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, was that all sent right there or what? I don't know. But like he was performing live and okay. you know, they just taped it like a couple weeks ago. And it was kind of funny. Like he's still doing the, who are you going to call? But but you know what though? <laughs> it, was, it was like a silly fun song. Like think about it. Calling a Ghostbuster to go get some ghosts. <laughs> like... That was just a fun time. Can we curse on this thing? Yeah, dude. You can my say son, whatever you my, want. My son's eight and he... <laughs> he, he his mind is incredible like the way he comes up with comedy and like little ideas and parodies and weird something you've heard your whole life you're like I don't even hear it. like like now he's obsessed with like the F word are you serious mm -hmm. and are you you're one of those dads that's letting him flow like gravity well we say don't do it in public but it's funny you know, we, <laughs> that's cool yeah, we don't want to you know so like like we took a miniature <laughs> golfing he's like dad he meant to say golf uh, you know like golf hole but he said golf course dad you know what I was doing at every golf course what Giving it the middle finger secretly in my pocket. <laughs> I was like, wow. And do you think that's one of the like the freedoms that like, you know, you have as a kid, but as you grow older, there's more yeah. rules and you kinda like, you know, yeah. don't do this, like don't today, do that. He, he got it, he was hiding under the blanket and then he just poked his face out and he goes, Dad, pull down the blanket a um a quarter of the way. And and I pulled down the blanket and his two fingers were going like this to me, like <laughs> So he's having off, a ball right now. Flipping with off middle fingers. Yeah. So the other day he was like <laughs> So so we were dude. in the hallway going up the stairs and my wife was going, Who are you gonna call? And then he looks at me and he goes, Ghost fuckers. <laughs> so it's like, dude, he's going off with that right now. I was like, Wow. I never thought of, I never realized ghost busters and ghost fuckers. That's funny, dude. Cause you know that one part of the song where he goes, Bustin' makes you feel good. <laughs> It's full, dude. Fucking make sure. I mean, he didn't say that part. He didn't say that part. My wife said that part, but like, <laughs> but the, uh, you got the whole ensemble at the Carter household, huh? <laughs> no, but it's just—it's just funny. What else did he do the other day? Like, oh, he's in—he's in, he's in um, Taekwondo. And they were—they uh, got to count to ten or whatever, and you know, like when he's—he gets to instruct the class, you know, leadership, whatever. So it's like everyone counted, you know, they do like their exercise, like count to ten in Spanish, and uno, dos, tres. <laughs> And then when it comes to Korean, he it's funny. He he goes, now count to ten in South Korean, <laughs> you know. And people that were like, you know, paying attention were laughing because it wasn't just because he knows there's a difference between North Korea and South Korea. Really, even at that, that's awesome, yeah. dude. Well, you know, yeah. My wife is, you know, she 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 watches the news a lot. Like I get kind of depressed when I watch too much news. <laughs> it's like I'm like, can we change it? Can you fast forward it? Like, oh, like I'm trying to eat here. This is sad. Like, She's up on the current events and what's she, going on. Yeah, in the world. I, I am too a little bit, but but I, I still, you know. But it's funny. He'll be in his room and he'll I'll hear him doing two voices back and forth. He's like, <laughs> he's like uh, broadcasting live. Yeah, yeah. In the bedroom, he, he's acting like he's fighting. You know, and I go, what's going on in there? And he goes, Dad, I was getting bullied by this red-haired Asian dude. And I go, what? He goes, his name is Kim Jong-un Carter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so I told my wife, I go, most kids have a, are, have a imaginary friends. Yeah, our son is an imaginary bully. You know? <laughs> an imaginary dictator. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool, too, because it's like history and current events ain't cool for kids. You know what I mean? I know. 
I want to. Can I show this one thing? Oh, dude, go for it, dude. That's don't go fuck. I'm, I'm uh, pulling up. Make this. it happen, and it's cool too to hear that too. Like how um, how happy you are to see your kid growing up, and you know that he's like you know free and like his imagination is going, and you know, and that's a whole like you know. Now I see like you know when I was younger being. Fuck that! I don't give a fuck what the fucking kids think. But as you grow older, yeah. you see that stuff. You, you see yeah. the appreciation yeah. coming out. Not only your voice and your eyes, but what you're saying about uh, the little guy doing his thing. It's so pretty fucking super cool. And you're actually giving him like a platform to be creative, dude. Yes. Wait, this is weird. I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? I'm looking at my recordings, and and the thing that I was trying to find is like got to properly uh, categorize. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Okay. So he does this character like like he comes up with superheroes and supervillains. And uh, he has a super villain called Suede, and it's an acronym, <laughs> and it means Super Villain Warning Advisory Diabolical Evil. Really, like and that? Yeah, I'm gonna show. This is his voice. Uh, oh, go for it, dude. Let's you got play. it on speaker. Yeah, yeah. I'm Swiss. My name on the program. Suede stands for Super Villain Warning Advisory Diabolical Evil, <laughs> and I also. Want to destroy Darren D. Carter? <laughs> and I want to destroy SBA. And I want to defeat everybody. And I defeat everybody I battle against, including Spider Man, Superman, Batman, The Flash, Green Lantern, and everybody. I think Marvel has a new character, huh? Hi, Dad. It's me. Um, Austin A. Carter, if you just know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Dude, yeah. that's pretty cool, dude. Isn't that cool? I go, because I, he left a voicemail like that, and I go, I go, Austin, let's have some fun and record. Say anything you want. <laughs> and so I took some different recordings of him doing that. And that's cool. And you've had him, yeah. uh, as far as you uh, mentioned your albums, uh, your comedy recordings earlier, and you've had him on uh, the back cover of your comedy albums as he's been growing up. So he was like a little baby with little yeah, sunglasses. Yeah. And, you know, when he's growing up you know, a little bit older with his little Dodger cap. Yeah, yeah. And then, like right now, he's eight. So it's... Uh, on the new album, it's called "The Party Continues," and he came into the, my. By the way, my cousin is an artist. He works for for South Park. You know, you've seen oh, South hell Park, yeah, dude. And is he um, an animator or whatever. Yeah, he's a. I think a technical director, whatever okay. that means. But yeah, he's a beautiful man. Artist, his, nevertheless. His, his art is amazing. I love. He's he's done my last three albums. The artwork. Oh, fuck yeah, la- dude. So good. Anyways, whatever. I love it. But um, <laughs> they. Uh, so my son comes into the room, you know, and the the when I I, I printed the stickers out, and he goes. Dad, is that the final version? <laughs> I was like, oh, God, here we go. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, it is. He goes, I knew you were going to say that. I go, what's wrong? And he goes, you have five fingers. Mom has five fingers. I only have four fingers. Oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> and he noticed it? He like- noticed it. And I'm, and I, I'm like, dude, you, you know. I go, I go, you know, I go, cartoons, a lot of them only have four fingers. And he's like, you know, see that right there? It's hilarious. And because the other version, he had a green shirt on. And he goes, can I have a red shirt? Red's my favorite color. Oh, dude. I I think he was focused on the red shirt, not the four fingers. Oh, okay. But definitely pays attention to detail, dude. He does. Oh, my God. It gets on my wife's nerves sometimes. (laughs) 
Because she's like, he's like, she's like, Austin, it's bedtime. It's seven thirty. It's seven twenty nine. Ah, dude. I know, I know. It's so like, he's like not even letting anything slide. And he's, dude, but that's cool because it's like you know for an analytic mind, dude. Yeah. And the thing is too with you know life, the only people that tell the truth really or uh, traditionally or we can go back in history even till now is uh, little kids and old people. Yeah. Because yeah. we have that whole block as yeah. adults were going up, but you have to, you know, hold certain some things in. Or, you know, you have those parameters where you can't go over. The pendulum can only swing so far to the left and to the right. But, you know, all that freedom with, you know, you're born, you're, you're learning how your mind works, or you're just going off, and then you're older, you already know there's almost so much time left, so you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to just give you the truth. Yeah. Why fuck around? Yeah. So, and that's, dude, but that's cool, like, as far as sparks of creativity. Because, I mean, I remember doing impressions when I was a little kid. And my mom would just smack me because she's like, you're making fun of people. Oh, like, stop. Or, like, yeah. you know, I'd always like, and I can only make impressions or do impressions of people I like or enjoy. And she's all, you know, it was more like she was looking at me, like, mocking people opposed to, like, trying to be funny or nothing. Mm. And then, you know, but and it stifles creativity. You're going to be all right, fuck it. I'm gonna do, I'll just go ride my bike then. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know. Because I, I, I wonder about that because, you know, I, I had the uh, strict parents. So, so mine was more like, oh, I'll save this for school. I'll go crazy at school. Or right. in my room. I'll you know I'll write these things and these raps and these comedy, but then, you know, and then then we became professional comedians. But at the same time, my son like we I totally we totally encourage him like that's so fucking it's, cool. Dude. My wife is really good because she's very scholastic more than I am. You know okay. she so she's like Austin whatever you do in the morning like, you know like write down your daily journal of your summer. So it's cool oh, like he yeah, we know dude. he writes down every you know like yesterday we went to the park or he you know he so way he can look back at what he did and and that's so cool dude you know and and, and also like. Like um like you know creating his own like oh my god even those like, characters he just busted out on yes. the little recording dude yeah it was like, like original characters yes oh my, he nothing does. taken from nothing it's just like straight yeah. from the mind yeah he was like I'm suede and then you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah like a brother something man my name's suede oh what's the one he said the other day I go that's a pretty good one too it was like because some of them are kind of funny because they're like dude did that I you know I go Austin come on you, you <laughs> what do you have, dude when you were a kid do you remember Plastic Man no I don't. Uh, he would like, um, he would stretch his arms out like this and like, they'd go around the corner and I think maybe vaguely I can, but it's not, nothing's triggering any like a uh, solid or concrete, like uh memory or thought. There was that. also a toy called stretch Armstrong. I remember that. I know I never had one, but I definitely remember There's that. There's another one in the Incredibles. I think it's called like. It's the same idea where you stretch your arm. Anyway, so Austin goes, I have a character called Stretchy Boy. <laughs> oh, he makes all his, like, the same thing except they're kids. It's kind of funny. Spider Boy. and It's all, like, fucking cartoon net network worthy yeah, type yeah, shit, yeah. dude. It's What's the one he said the other day that was funny? I go, he goes, Dad, if you were a superhero, what would your name be? I go, I don't know. I have no idea. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you could be, I got it, super male. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's kind of been done, dude. Superman, except <laughs> super male. I'm like, yeah. no, tell him yeah. not to be a hack. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, guy? I know. Then what was the? Oh, what was the one he said the other day? It was good though. It was totally original. I was like, that's a good one. It was like uh, something like uh, I forget what it was. Something like Boss Man or <laughs> Super Boss or. I don't remember what it was, but suede is good, right? Oh hell yeah! It's like you know, you wouldn't even think you know I have a voice like that, and it's very villainous. Suede. Oh yeah, he tells me he goes, "Dad, work on your evil laugh," you know, and like, <laughs> and, and then suede has uh, these things called suede guards. It's like his little guards are suede, and then he he's made a clone of himself, and then his his clones are his security team. 
Damn, like, like a I know, buffer unit of... before they can't even get to him. Yeah, yeah, Secret yeah. Service team. And he goes, but they talk, and he has their voices all high and shit. I'm like, I go, are their voices high because they're little? He goes, no, they're the same size because they're clones. You know, and it's kind of interesting too, living in LA. You know, living in you know, it's like you you like some of the people like the parents at his you know school or that they like they work on these real shows like Family right. Guy or oh, yeah, his yeah. animators. So it's kind of interesting, like to like for him that'll be a normal thing. Like he'll probably you know. It's nothing that he actually like work at and uh, to become after he finds out like there's a career day in college. Yeah, it's like he's already on his way um, without even thinking about it. Yeah, well, you just that freedom you, of expression. I mean, imagine, yeah, like you know, for us, it was like my dad worked, you know, for a propane company in Central Bobby Hill Valley. over here. <laughs> exactly, it's <laughs> like you know, like show Bobby. business was so far away. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, you you, know, it's almost like a pipe dream opposed to like. Dude, it's like You're almost embarrassed. It. I was almost like coming out of the closet oh, back for in the sure, day. Oh, for sure, dude. You're going to sure. move to Hollywood? Yeah, right. Good luck. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're like, can't make it. Give me a break, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, what was it like for you being in Riverside? Uh, Same thing, right? Yeah. Hollywood may, might as well have been a million miles away. Of course. And my parents were like, dude, like show business is a place where like you're born into it. Like we're not show business. We, we're we Mexicans. We work. You're not black. You can't be an entertainer like that. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, man. And it was yeah. just like, totally like, uh, all right. And then you're like, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, we're Mexican. We work, man. We're, you're not black. I mean, what kind of work did your parents do? My dad, well, my mom was like a seamstress, and then she had kids, and then she was stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And my dad has always been in the uh, construction uh, industry, and he went from, like, you know, being a dude at a construction site, like, as far as, like, being a framer or whatnot, and then uh, went to work in a, a mobile home a manufacturing plant, and then, you know, worked his way up through there and became plant manager doing that type of stuff. You know, it's mm. always get up and get a job, opposed to, like, yeah, you know, yeah. there was nothing, like, really working with your imagination. The only other way to your imagination is, like, being, like, an, an attorney or an engineer. That you could yeah. achieve. Yeah. But, like, entertainer, come on, dude, really? You're going to go up there and, like, express yourself, your feelings? We're not like that. We don't do that. We don't do jokes. Yeah. We work. And it's funny when it when things, when you hit those pockets of, you know, not making it where it's like, I'm sure it's like, oh, I should have uh, listened to him and just like, you know, yeah, or, or at least the, you don't want them to know, like, you know, like, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? You you're not like really getting paid traditionally, you're not having a nine to five, you're not having a check yeah. every two weeks. It'd be cool, like, if you could roll up, like, you know, lots of money and be like, <laughs> hey, mom and dad, you know what? I'm glad I didn't listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you go, it's in your face, but when it's not happening in that fashion, and you, you still kind of yeah. have that self doubt that like, they already put into you beforehand. <laughs> Yeah. And they go, no, dude, they We told were you right. 20 years ago when you were, like, graduating high school, and you're like... And you're all bald and unsuccessful and, like, fucking, uh, you know, you don't even get... Can I live in one of those mobile homes you manufactured? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, dude. And there's always a story of uh, the guy from the neighborhood that went out to be, be in a band, and now he's living in the backyard with his parents' house inside of a trailer or a mobile home. Wow. You know, you know... Trashy with long hair still, and like you know, Did that happened too. That's happened. Um, sure I, yeah, there's stories of that, or well, even in my neighborhood of you know, dudes. Really, where the guy went off to make it, and you're like, wow, he's oh, making yeah. it, but oh yeah, and he's still at home playing drums in the room, and like you know, not married and like sterile or something probably. But there's also stories yeah. of the guys that I hung out with, Voodoo Glow Skulls, and I worked at their record store. They actually became, you know, they started backyard parties and they started doing clubs and they started touring the world, put, put out records. Where did they start? They did what? Uh, they started at backyard parties, like keggers and shit. Oh shit, I thought you were taking my nickname. Oh no, no, they were the, the party <laughs> starters. Carter, the party starters. And those dudes Voodoo. actually 
Goal Skulls, Glow Skulls. The backyard party starters. <laughs> <laughs> and they're uh, and they're no. still around. They're still doing their thing. And, uh, they went to a point where, like, I mean, I know, collectively, I've, they've sold over a million records. But, you know, back in the day when they used to move CDs, their yeah. first record on Epitaph, they shipped 100,000 records. So that was like, uh, that was like, all right, you know what, dude? I am a little close to show business. And those yeah. cool dudes were cool because they encouraged me with comedy going, dude, check out these records. This is what yeah. we listened to growing up. You can do it. Just stick to your guns and don't quit. So that was, a, you know, my parents on one hand, my dad mostly. My mom was kind of encouraging. She was like, all right, you can do what you're doing, but just make sure you have a, a backup plan, something yeah. to fall back on if stuff now, doesn't go your way. Some people say if you have a backup plan, it's not good because then you're going to, you're always going to fall back on it. Right. What and do you think like, of that? I think um, it's part truth, but it's also part fiction because you have like, you know, we mentioned Bill Burr earlier and it's so funny. I listen to his podcast and I listen to podcasts he's been on and that dude talks about, yeah, man, uh, I did comedy, but then I, I learned how to fly a helicopter, you know? And it's like, dude, so this fool learned how to fly a helicopter and is doing comedy and I thought you're only supposed to concentrate on doing comedy. I'm like, fuck all but that. But I thought he learned how to fly a helicopter. Here's what I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, and this is, you I, know, maybe I, I'm wrong too. But I thought he learned how to fly a helicopter uh, once he became rich and successful. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. We're, you know, it was like a fun thing to do. Right, right. But see, the thing is, like, you know, obviously, you know, it's going to cost money to go to flight school. I don't know if they have scholarships no, for fucking... I, uh, I think that's why... I think wasn't... Isn't that why he did it? It wasn't like... And one of the reasons he said he did it was because, all right, you have to have something new to talk about. You don't want to yeah. be all, like, fucking, you know, the same thing over and over. Here's a joke, yeah. Oh, totally. So where and did that, you start? Yeah, and, all that, yeah. And that, like, you know, there's more growth or you can expand in that direction yeah. opposed to, you know, falling into the same... Um, traps, not traps, yeah. but you know, avenues that a lot of comedians, because you can go in a con comedy club um, any day of the week and you have 10 comics that go up, 9 out of 10 or 8 out of 10, but you are talking about the same premises. Yeah. Are talking about the same Donald Trump. Things that are like happening right now in this world. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they, um, and it's, that's why when you have a kid, like you, you know, not that that's, some people make jokes or like, oh, now you're going to get a new hour of material, but you kind of do because it's like. And I've seen it in your act because now yeah. you're way more personable yeah. of, or personal about your life yeah. opposed to before it was, you know, you're kind of a caricature of yourself yeah. or your past yeah. or what you wanted to be. Yeah. Now it's like, all right, dude, I'm married. And you, you yeah. know, you slip it in with, and it be, it's you, you know, it's Darren Carter. It's all oh, this dude with a wife or a medium wife yeah. and a son. Yeah. And, you know, he does a voice and all, but you, and then you have those family issues. Like what you're talking about on stage today. And it's like, all right, dude, this dude, there's a human value to Which it. Which one did I do on stage today? About like, you know, no, you got some fucking relatives coming over. They're staying for two weeks. Oh, yeah. oh. And then, oh, yeah. the AC keeps on going higher and higher. Oh, and my slow. God. And I know. And, I, and I, I never went through that as an adult, but I went and, through that as a little kid of, you know, relatives coming over, my mom's and, relatives, and my dad some, having a heart attack uh, over that shit. It's funny because, like, even tonight, like, the, the, the Laugh Factory set, that one, I had to kind of clip it along, like, bang, 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 because it's chocolate sundaes. It's more of an urban night. So they, they, they're, you know, the audience is expecting a certain, like, you know, kind of comedy. Right. It's like going to a country music festival, and then you're like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, <laughs> you, you, you got to kind of play a couple country songs, you know. So, yeah, you got to kind of So like I kind of kept it moving, bang, bang, bang. But it's like, it's cool when I'm doing my, my, my regular shows. I'll still do that stuff. I love that, but, you know, but I can kind of go in, I can take my time a little bit more. And that's, I think, a little bit different than, like, when you said, when you're personal. When you're personal... Like before, it was a lot of like my comedy was a like twenty years ago, fifteen, whatever. It was a lot of what if, which is fun. It's kind of, you know what I mean, like, hey, what if this happened? And you come, you know, what if Michael Jackson was on a boat and or whatever, you know what I mean? That way you could just do your Michael Jackson part. Or what if Snoop Dogg was on the news, you know? Which is funny, but it's so I can go, bow, you know, like it's missing that humanistic. Touch. Today there was an earthquake, bow, wow, what's cracking point, you know? 
uh, all that shit. It's like it's fun. <laughs> it's funny. It gets a laugh. But at the end of the night, everyone walks away and they don't even remember who you are. It's kind of empty. It's not. Yeah. It's, they can't connect with you or relate to you in essence. What you're saying? You know what? I, I heard this interview with Billy Crystal. And he said this that, is Saturday night, folks. Yeah, yeah. And years ago, when he was in his twenties, he said that he met with Woody Allen's manager, and he goes, "I killed, I destroyed." He goes, "I did, you know, Muhammad Ali, you know, uh, being interviewed Damn. by Howard Cosell. This Damn. is Howard Cosell. Oh yeah, flowed like a butterfly, stinking like a you know, whatever. You know what I mean? He's yeah. doing these impressions. He goes, "I destroyed, I killed." Afterwards, we we go to have soup and we're talking, and he's like, and, and he, and he, and he uh, this famous manager, I don't know his name, but I forget right now, but he, he goes, so what did you think? He goes, in my mind, I'm thinking, what, what does he mean, what do I think? I, I just killed. Are you killing? Are you kidding me? I want to, I fuck, I'm thinking in my mind, like, he's going to drop Woody Allen and just focus on me. It's a young, cocky Billy Crystal, yeah, he goes, what do you mean, what do I think? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, I thought it was great. Uh, and he goes, now listen, he goes, he goes, he goes I, I, I didn't like it. He goes, what do you mean he didn't like it? I just, didn't you hear how much I, he goes, I mean, what you can do, he goes, he goes, you killed, you know, you'll always work with that act. He goes, but what you were giving them was toys and games. We don't know who you are. You, you got to leave them a tip, give them a little piece of you, you know? He goes, and that yeah. might be the part of your set that won't even get laughs. It might be just two minutes of, you know, but you're showing them who you really are. And he goes, and that's what the people will, re will remember. And that's you know? funny, too, because that's the thing that, I mean, me as a comedian, I was always, like, had so much anxiety of having those dead spots and, like, not getting those laughs. So it's like I always had to be funny, funny, funny. I always had to be coming and fucking, not really making love and, you know, showing yeah. people the who you are, you know, underneath it all. That's really what, if you want human, you know, interaction, you want to think about who you're a fan of, you know. It's like, and what makes you really think about what am I, why am I a fan of this? And there's a lot of reasons you're a fan, and and you know one. Okay, let's let's take let's take a, a fan of. Uh, this is a different topic, but we'll get back to this. Okay. Uh, okay, let's say you're a fan of uh, Van Halen. We'll say. All right. Um, Women, and children first. Yeah, you know you're not just going to be a fan because you like one song. It's because they have lots of songs, lots of albums. So I realized, like, oh wow, I can't just. No one's going to be a fan of mine if I just have one CD out there called Shady Side. Right. So then I, 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 you know, I was like, I better get another CD. And then I just, I'm like, now I have four of them. You know, I have four albums. I have like, you know, whatever, three and a half hours of, of albums or whatever it is. So Material it's like, out there. Yeah. And, and, and so of Darren Carter. once people get into your world and it's like, boom, just like with this podcast, they're going to be like, I like his podcast. And then they'll, they're going to binge listen, you know, like people right oh, now sure. have pro are probably found, you know, like they're probably in the future, they're going to. Find an episode and then go back and start with, you know, one through, you know, wherever. And you guys, thank you for listening to this one. Oh, um, for sure. But anyway, so that's one way. Another thing is, you know, you and I are both fans of uh, our he's a friend also, Joey Diaz. Oh, absolutely. So he's not just, uh, you know, it's not just his comedy. Like, you know, it's 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 great, but it's like when when you... When he leaves a piece of himself, when you... The, the vulnerability oh, yeah. and stuff. So, oh, totally. So that's really, you know... Once I, I listened to the interview and just as I got older and then you, you, you realize like, you know, it's okay to do the the, the fun stuff. The what like, ifs. You know, uh, like when I do that, that you know, I like that killer bit about, you know, gangland and stuff. I, I, 
I like doing it because it's funny when I lift his shirt and I'm like, we're not scared of nothing. Gang lad, tell us about your gang. We're on the streets. Which one? The one by the mall. <laughs> it's it's comedy that I'm. It's like comedy you're writing. You're you know, but it's not. It's 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 a style of comedy and it's fun to do, but it's also fun to do a real thing that really happens in your real life and that's awesome. You know, like I'll tell you a story real quick. Um, <laughs> we uh, now this is a bit I'm working on, but it's not even a. It's a real thing that really happened. Um, there's a there's a server who used to work at Comedy Magic Club, and now he moved to my neighborhood. And so I just knew him a little bit, but he's like, "Hey, we should play tennis because we were talking about playing tennis." You know? Right back in the day when you yeah. had a little and, tennis club. Yeah, in, in I used to carry my on. tennis rackets in the car. So this kid's like 23, and um, and he's like, "Yeah, we got tennis courts at my condo," and I'm like, "Perfect." That way we won't have to wait around for a. <laughs> We don't have to look for perfect. Yeah, we don't have to look for like a tennis court or. But what was reserve weird, one and all that shit? Yeah. Now, what's that shirt you're wearing, Rancid? Yeah, Rancid. So, so imagine like you get in the someone's it's car you, and you know him a little bit, and let's say the dude's playing Rancid, and let's say there's about seven different things you're like, oh my god, we have so much in common. So that's what happened to me. Like I get in his car. He he had the same shoes that my son wears, like those checkered Vans. He's playing the <laughs> Prince Purple Rain soundtrack. Oh, I'm shit. Like, I love Prince. I go, hey, sometimes, at the time, I go, they play Prince um, 24 hours. I go, and there's also an Elvis channel. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. <laughs> Bless me. you. And I, and I mean, the kid's 23, but I go, I go, hey, there's an Elvis. I go, I don't know if you like Elvis or not, but Channel 19, they play Elvis, and they play, like, interviews and outtakes. And, oh, hell yeah. And dude. the guy goes, he's 23, and he goes, dude, I love Elvis. I go, no way, really? <laughs> That's crazy. I go, so we go to this guy's condo. He opens the door. He has a velvet Elvis painting on the wall. Oh, those old school. Yeah, old school. Hell yeah. He's got yeah. like, I'm a sneezy. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you, dude. He had a, uh, he had framed comedy albums, you know, like like Steve Martin and Richard Pryor and George Carlin. The and, classics. Yeah. And you know, I like chess. We we're talking about chess. Yeah, yeah. Really. He had like a chess board ready to play. I'm like, dude, this is too good. This is like. Like, dude. There's like all these things. That are like, Match made in heaven. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Can you say him? Yeah. Total camaraderie instantly. Mad magazines, you know, covers. And they had Weird Al Yankovic on the cover of one. I'm like, no way. I'm going to go see him at the Hollywood Bowl. So I always I go home and I tell my wife all this. And this is just real stuff. I just tell her all this. You know, and she's like, you can tell her she's like almost like getting jealous. She's like, <laughs> she's like, you know what? If my he, new best friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if he was a girl, you guys would be banging, you know? Oh my God, dude. I know. <laughs> Who are you going to call? No. And so, <laughs> so, and then, uh, I ain't afraid of no friend. <laughs> no, I ain't afraid. I go, no, it's just, I go, it's just weird that we have all these things in common. And I go, I go, imagine like, Jeannie, if you, if you, like you know, like knew some girl, like an acquaintance, but then and then uh, and then you go to their like like apartment or whatever, and there's like all these things that you that represent your life, like yeah. things that you like. And I, I'm like, let's say on one wall you see like you know, do you know who Rick Springfield is? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, there's like a Rick Springfield poster. It's almost like you're in your own room. Yes, I go, and then on the kitchen table they have like a like a boggle game, you know. She and loves Buckle. And then, and then I couldn't think of anything else, right? And then, and how then, much interest you have in her interests? And then she goes, she goes, uh, she goes, she got kind of looked at me, and she goes, "That's," she's like, "That's it. That's all. That's what you're gonna say at my at my fucking funeral." 
Oh my did god! I, like, did I, I didn't like, say you're dying first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. She goes, did I like, did I like '80s posters? And I like, I like. She goes, I like fucking Boggle. Goes really funny. And I go, no, I just. She goes, name. She goes, name five things I like. And uh, you paused. Yeah, I paused, and I'm like, because um, remember, this isn't like things you like. It's like things that would be represented by you know, objects and posters and shit like that. You right know? of you. Or the, yeah. your new best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> or I go, <laughs> I go uh, so this is pretty much, this whole thing, because I, 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 you know, see how it's, it's kind of like funny? And oh, it's yeah. exactly how it happened. And I told the story, <laughs> and I rec- and what I do is like, I, I like to record, you know? And and, and, and I, I said this the first time I performed it, and she goes, name five things I like. And I'm like, um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I mean, I can name a hundred things you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Um, I know you, oh God, what are things you like? I know you like being right. <laughs> All bad points. I know you like, I know you like when I fly out of Burbank because you don't like taking me to LAX. <laughs> I know you like, and see, here's where I, but here's where I started writing the comedy because I didn't say all. I said a couple of those things, but then I'm like, I started expanding on the bit. I'm like, what else can I say? So here's a couple of things I came up with. I know you like when I bring home um, checks with 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 a comma in them. <laughs> I have a comma. Uh, I know you like. Uh, I'll scratch you. Know, uh, you like, uh, you know, so whatever. So that's like a real life story that I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's like things that are like relatable and and uh, just that couple stuff where it's like or life. You know, where right. something happens and you're, you know, people can identify with that. It's humanist. It's a little bit different comedy than you know. Hey, Snoop Dogg on the news, which and that's funny and it's 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 more like frosting. I would say like. Like on a cake. It's right. like, here's some frosting, you guys. But you want to give them more yeah. bread. You want a more personal bowl. Yeah, yeah, I think so, right? Down like, and earth. It's, and yeah, i got to be honest. It's like, it's, sometimes it's, it was a little hard like six or seven years ago. I remember doing uh, a show up in, with a Latino promoter in Modesto. And afterwards, this cholo with like tattoos on his neck was like, dude, you need to do more gang jokes. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, he knew my rooster stuff. He knew right. my, all that. And I'm like thinking, no, I don't. I need to, you know, I don't want to do more gang. Like a yard bird over here. <laughs> yeah. Do the shady side. Do all your old gang. I'm like, no, it's like, it's like a dead end street for me. You know, you need to like talk about where you're going. Otherwise, you're just, you know, no. Yeah. Like there's like no, uh, there's no, there's no future. There's no. Dude, uh, also, my wife is really funny. She'll say shit that I'm like, that's because she's kind of mean with her humor, like different <laughs> than me. Like I know this guy, uh, He's, he had a bunch of he had, he had like a, a one hit wonder, and uh, he's from my hometown, and uh, Fresno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still debating if I want to say his real name. I don't want to say it because I want to hurt his feelings. But but but, but <laughs> was he uh, one of the founding members in N Two Deep? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're from the Bay Area, but yeah. No, yeah. No, this guy, we'll, just, we'll just call it. We'll just say his name is like Jimmy Z or some shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, the clothing so, company. <laughs> is that a real company? Yeah, I I come a up. clothing company back in the day, a little skater. Oh, no, I need to come club. up with another fake name then. Uh, Bobby B. <laughs> Bobby B. Sway D. Is that a Sway <laughs> D. Yeah. I might kill a good man. But anyway, so, <laughs> but this dude, this, this is a funny, this is a true story. A couple, like a month ago, I'm driving through Fresno and I went to Starbucks before I go up to, because I had to go to Yosemite. Okay. And so I pull over, it's a kind of a popular Starbucks, it's right off the freeway, and this guy's there. We went to high school together and he went Damn. on to have a one hit one. I know, it's cool. Wow. And I like him, he's cool, you know. But he, He's like, dude, what's up? Whatever. And he goes, he, he was just sitting there signing CDs. Really? Yeah, but, but by himself, though, at a table. Like oh, my God. Signing them. And then, and he's like, yeah, man. He's like, he goes, hey, let me give you one. And, and, uh, 
And it's funny. He goes, hey, forget that it says. It's, he gave me one that he wrote. This, he spelled some girl's name wrong. So Sherry. Yeah, exactly. And it's like. But so, Sherry. So I call my I call my wife. I go, man, I'll never guess who I ran into. Blah blah blah. And I go, he get. She goes, big deal. I go, no, it's cool. <laughs> big deal. I go, it's funny, too, because when I got my coffee, he, he put, I felt someone put their finger in my back, and they go, give me all your money. And, I go, <laughs> and then she goes, with him, he probably meant it. <laughs> I go, I go, no, it's cool. He gave me. <laughs> Hot times, you know? I go, I know you like that, because she did like that one song. I go, I go, he, I go, you know, he gave me a CD. It's a double album. Oh, and, my God. And here's what she said. This is hilarious. I'm going to use this. She goes, double album? She goes, what does he have, like one song on each disc? <laughs> You know. Oh my god, dude. I know. That's funny. I'll tell you this guy is afterwards, but yeah. <laughs> but it's also too I think it's uh even like you know when you know you say your wife's funny, it's also the people like you know cuz obviously your wife is your best friend or you know when you finally get that person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, but you have to like bond or connect on certain yeah. elements of life and uh, yeah. and I've even known like a super funny. I know a couple comedians, you know, like shit their wife say they're cuz your the wife is more brutal or brutally yeah. honest than them, yeah. and, you know. It's like, dude, I don't fucking use that shit as material, you know what I mean? Cuz it's, yeah. like, it's pretty much gold, you know? It's funny too cuz sometimes like we'll get to the, you know, as our kids are doing taekwondo and the parents are outside like like sometimes a lot of times they're like she's so funny, you know, like you know, and the, she, she, she's the comedian or whatever. And, I'm like, and then one time my wife was like, you need to turn on that more. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you're cool. You're that cool. Uh, uh, pick and choose. But like, know, I'm not going to. Writing <laughs> sessions. I know. Yoko over here, you know. Trying to, trying to out, outdo my wife. You know, hey, guys, I'm taking over now. No, it's just like annoying because you know, they all have a bomb with her and shit. I'm like, There's a new sheriff in town. I'm over there bombing. <laughs> Dude, that'll suck, dude. I know, I know. So it's funny, dude. There's this one guy though, like it's cool. I like when he's there because my wife is like, <laughs> like when he's there. I know he might be listening to this because I'll probably post this, but like he's really cool. <laughs> he's a, he laughs at everything we say. It's like, oh almost my God. like my wife and I are fighting for stage time with this dude. Really, dude? Because like, he laughs the ultimate so hard. Fan? He's hilarious. No, he's not even a fan. Oh, he's right. just a he's just a dude that's like he's just a, he, some people are really receptive to humor you know you know oh, what I mean oh hell yeah yeah totally dude he said something really funny well he didn't even know it was funny he said it my wife my wife is good at filtering that shit she, she'll be like you know what happened and I'm like that's fucking funny thank you and like key little she's parts. almost like a little cat bringing me home toys I'm like yes <laughs> thank you I can use it yeah. like I don't know how funny this is but it made me laugh though because <laughs> cause she said that he was he was, was kind of cool. he's always just like you know, taking his kid to piano lessons, then taekwondo, and then this and that. He's just like, she goes, what do you want for, um, she goes, what are you guys doing for Father's Day? And he goes, and <laughs> the way he said it made me laugh. She goes, he was like, if it was up to me, I would go to Disneyland. <laughs> and then and then he, he wants some time and, off. Then, and then he paused and he goes, by myself, <laughs> just for like three hours. And I'm like, God, that sounds like... A dad who needs a break, you know, like just, you <laughs> what know. a tortured saint, huh? I know. Like, oh. <laughs> Troubled little soul. I know. Need a little want, bit of time. I just want to go to Disneyland by myself. A little me time. Yeah. And I was gonna ask you, like, you know, you know, you you had your uh, son on the back covers of albums, and you have you have four albums now, comedy albums, which are all available on what iTunes, iTunes, all the Amazon, ab- Amazon. CD Baby, yes, uh-huh. and what Spotify as well. I think so. Yeah. And uh, the first album you recorded in Monterey with the uh, famous uh, brothers. The Lane Brothers. Right there yeah. at, uh, what's the, the name of that venue? Is, uh, Planet Gemini. Planet Gemini. Do you ever go back there? I did that room once a long time ago, and it was this guest spot. And Me it's kind of like, I was, you know, I was super nervous, so I kind of didn't really do good. And it was like, you know, like I kind of gave in to the oh, new guy. Like when, I, when I shouldn't have, yeah. I should have just went through it. But I, again, um, I've always been like, you know, kind of, I've always, you know, worried about what the other guys thought. 
and I didn't want to fuck up, but I fucked up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, I know it's there's a lot of dudes that went over there and you know had successful times and recorded uh, uh, albums. And that recording, did they, they did it. They financed it for you and everything and all that, and put it out. Or how did that work? I don't remember. You don't remember? It's but, so long ago. Okay. I don't remember. But that was your first record. That was the first one, and then I, I, uh, I didn't even think about it for a long time. I was like, you know, and then, but then you know what happened? Like I think in two thousand seven. Serious XM, you start, you know, you, you realize you can make money off royalties, right? And then also, like, the internet blew up, right? Like, Pandora Radio, and like, okay. you know, like, um, you could, you know, like, I realized, like, oh, I could, you know, you could, you could market yourself, you could put it out there, you don't need a record company, you know, you can all just do a DIY, do it yourself, yeah, 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 awesome. And, and, and like, yeah, I might even be on there now. What know. year, what year did it come out? The first, the first one? one came out in 2000, really? Okay, damn. And then um, the second album you have... That's what I'm saying. The second one I didn't even think about. The first one came out in 2000. The second one, dude, came out in 2010. Really? So you yeah. had a 10-year span where you didn't put out yeah, any but, material? Yeah, but they didn't... No one was... I was just selling it at shows. It, it wasn't even on the radio or anything until... I think 2007 is when I put it on iTunes. And that's the first one, Shady Side? Yeah, Shady Side is the first one. The title then, of the second? Oh, no, go that for it. Ginger's Crazy. And that <laughs> was really fun. That was a fun one to put out because that was... I was like... I, I, I realized I'm like, oh, man, I don't want like... People driving around, listening to me on Sirius XM from hearing all this material that I recorded in 2000. I'm like, I better put one out. So I made sure the next one was just like loaded up with like, it was like an hour and five minutes long. Whatever. It was just like, like I'm going to unload. And your first one, how long was that? 39 minutes. Right. And then what and it's I great. People, I've never had one person complain that it was too awesome. short. You know, Steve Martin had a, an album that got a Grammy and it was only 30 33 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally know that one. And I was going to say, like, your first one, I said they, like, you know, finance or whatever. I know they were musicians and they had, like, a label, right? Those guys. Yeah, they, they kind of, like, um, you know, yeah, they, they, in they had microphones that they would, you know, they were the first people that were like, dude, you got to record a record. You got to get a record. Oh, and, awesome, dude. Yeah. Now, the second one was that Ginger's Crazy. That was really fun. To do, and that was like I had this rapper that found me on MySpace and was like, "Let me write a theme song for you." Really? Dude? So he put a theme song. You know, it's Darren Carter. It's Darren Carter. That one. You know, how many comedians got their own theme song? Durando oh. Cartero. Now put it on your ringtone. Hell yeah! He dude. raps it. I don't know. He just. And it was really. And he's a friend of mine now. Like we we met through the internet. Like really? he, that's awesome too. Those relationships. I know people like almost are almost so into you, and they you know again yeah. you have a catalog of stuff where they know who you are and go, dude, I love this dude. Yeah. And not only did this dude hit me back, I'm hitting him back, and we're collaborating. Yeah. So it's a you know a growth you know of togetherness, I guess you can say. It was cool, and then the the, the next one was. And um, uh, real quick, where'd yeah. you record that one? The second album. At? Second album, Ice House, Pasadena. Oh hell yeah! And then there's a little clip that is from the Laugh Stop in Houston. Cool. Um, and then the third one, which was I, that was my newest one. Well, not the newest one, but that one came out last year. And that stay at home stripper. Yeah, and that stay at home stripper, and that was cool because that's when I. Um, um, oh wait, that ginger's crazy. I talk about. Um, it was also the transition of like, you know, oh man, my wife's pregnant, you know, and let's do some jokes about that, and then and then the next one, uh, stay at home stripper. I was talking about like you know you don't want to curse in front of kids because they're starting to talk now and right. and 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 what would the, what that's like and you know and, and then you know little things with relationships like how you know the longer you're with someone like my wife would like hide chocolate from herself like <laughs> you know she was like she's like I can't you know like <laughs> you know I'll just binge eat it all you know whatever <laughs> one shot then, where'd you record that one at that one was at the ice house also As well? yeah awesome and then my newest one is called the party continues and that one is the comedy store in La Jolla really dude yeah okay. Yeah, the newest one is, um, it's really cool because it's like, it's the one part, where your cousin did the cover. Well, you yeah. did them on, 
all of them except the first one, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, same thing. It's like uh, some parts of it are really, you know, some of it's just real life, real true stuff. Like, you know, and then other stuff is like, like little stories from like that really happened. And you're like, oh, I can tell the story. It's a little, and then other stuff is like fun just to use your imagination, you know. Back right. to the what if, but it's like still fun to, to write like that. Like I saw this Harley Davidson neck pillow at the El Paso airport. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I gotta write. I just, that's funny. Cause you would think that at Harley Davidson, it goes against everything they're thinking. You think that, what would a neck pillow be for them? Like just a rock, right? But <laughs> cause you're supposed to be a hard guy on that hog. Huh? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, now soft. they're flying around with a soft, you know, a micro beaded, hypoallergenic, feather filled, double deluxe, all American mother truck and neck pillow. You know, it's not for me, it's for my old lady, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. That is fucking hilarious, dude. And that's why we have the motorcycle on the cover and you know, of the of the album and stuff. And just but uh, yeah, this whole Harley thing, it's fun. And the four fingered kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad, on your next album, I want you to have four fingers. Fuck <laughs> yeah. And where could everybody get your album at? The new one. You know, I want them to go if you guys could, you know, Get on iTunes because that's really that helps you get on the charts. That awesome. gets you more publicity. But you know what though? Get on Amazon. Get on CD Baby. It, it doesn't matter. But you know, it seems Preferably like I, iTunes. iTunes. I think yeah, if you if you have you know, and also uh, if you're you know, I know it's some people. It might be a lot, but just five stars, a nice review. <laughs> we'll love it. Give, give us yeah, re- give us podcast reviews. Give my 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 CDs. You know. Hell yeah, the party continues. And I tweet everybody and write everybody back. So I, I love that you guys have hung in this far. Thank you. Hell yeah. And where could everybody get a hold of you at, Darren? Um, like I said, you know, DarrenCarter.com or on Twitter. Do you, do you have a website? Uh, I don't have a website yet, but I'm going to be putting one up. It'll be I'm wondering here. if people still have websites. Cause they do, because that's where you can, you know, you have your hub and, you know, you can shoot yeah. out everything. Yeah. But again, you know, some people say, man, I don't want to use no websites. It's all about social media. But I think it's uh, very important to have a website. That way you can go your your dates. And then you can, you know, you springboard everything off that yeah. little social media. Yeah. So you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, dude, Darren Carter, I want to say thank you very much. You've always been a cool guy. You've always been a nice guy. And um, you know, like Joe Diaz said, there's a reason why I'm still around, cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> but hell the yeah, The church dude. of what's happening now. Absolutely. Bro. I did that podcast, too, though. Hell fun. yeah, dude. You've been on uh, uh, that one. You've, Steve you, you, Simone, good you, times. You just did Melissa's, too, right? Melissa oh, she's great, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, Darren Carter, oh, you're, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much, dude. And fucking... Uh, Give me some voices. What, keep shining. I love your what? voices. Yeah. My voice is like... Dude, like, I barely started in, incorporating them into my act again. Because I'm one of those, like, really, like, critical dudes. Like, you don't want to go there and, like, fucking suck or... But I do, you know, I do James Gandolfini. That's... You do? Uh, What's he sound like? Absolutely. Uh, kind of like this. Inside yeah. of uh, the hot uh, court and the, the parking lot here in Hollywood. Uh, that's the good. Fred Siegel, that's good. Uh, thank, the, 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 the guy, the Mexican dad, the dog whisperer's cousin. Was over here looking for a dog. Yeah, a puppy. Don't the <laughs> Koreans eat the puppies? The little, the little Carter, Austin, though. Uh, Dude, that Joey Diaz is good, too. Absolutely, bro. You know, you got to do it with the soul. You start doing the face. Yeah, the, the face. shoulders shrugs. You know what I'm saying? Joe Rogan, leave me alone. We'll do it tomorrow. All right, Joey Diaz. And everybody, please follow the great Joey Diaz. UFC. Joey Coco Diaz. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, a little fucking. Can you Steve Simone? Steve Simone? No, nah, dude. I mean, I've been around him and I met him a couple times, but no, I, not yet. I got to, like, you know. And it's like, like, not that I don't like him or whatever, but I really have to enjoy the people to do it. But You're going to spend a lot of time with them. Exactly. Dude, Can you imitate me? Thing. People imitate me. Can you do that? Uh, uh, yeah. My name is. Uh, 
D- Darren Carter. <laughs> I guess, you know, not... It's the, hard when you're right there in front yeah, of Yeah, and also I've never practiced. This is the first time I've ever done it. Because people imitate me, they always go like, yeah, I talk like this. Oh, yeah, with a soft little lisp, but it gets harder. Johnny Viagra. Sanchez imitates Oh, yeah, me. Johnny Sanchez, man, yeah. Dude, I'm from Tulare, California. You said your girl, your, your grandfather's from... I know where Cutler's at. Absolutely, man. Yeah, man, yeah, man. <laughs> He's a cool guy, dude. That's he's funny. fucking cool. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, dude. Thank you. Keep shining, brother. Thank you, you too. Yeah, man. <laughs> right on, everybody. So that was uh, that's Darren Carter right there. And uh, yeah, solid dude, cool dude. Uh, we actually did the podcast. It was a trip because I was supposed to meet up with him. I did meet up with him at nine at the Laugh Factory. It's the Chocolate Sundays. Um, he's like, yeah, man, we'll just go upstairs and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do the podcast upstairs. And then we went upstairs and it's loud as fuck. And we're like, all right, I guess we can't do it. So we'll wait till he's done with the second show. And then we'll go next door to Greenblatt's and uh, we'll do it there. And then we go to Green, Green, Greenblatt's, Greenblatt's, and there's these old, old brothers, old Jewish brothers, <laughs> look like the Weinstein brothers from Miramax, all talking about the reminiscent about the good old days of watching great comedy at Second City in Chicago. I was like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. And then we went to uh, Tacos Gavilan right there, which is a new one. Uh, on uh, La Brea in uh, Sunset, and uh, we were going to do it there, but they had the music on. I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Let me ask a girl, dude, if we can do it here, if they could turn the music off, and let's go ahead and uh, see if we can do it. So I asked her. She's all, hang on. Let me talk to my manager. Um, so we talked to the manager, and right away, he noticed a rooster. He noticed Derek Carter. And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. No, es que el manejado aquí sí, sí lo conoce, y esto que el otro, y también al greñudo, al Felipe. And I was like, dude, they knew Felipe already. Like, I didn't even mention him. I was like, dude, I do a podcast with the fool i'm his co-host on what's up full podcast and i gave him stickers i gave him my stickers so they started tripping out the only drawback was that it was uh um 12 45 at night and again i met up with darren at nine and fucking turned up and turned out to a mission <laughs> slash kidnapping and they're all no pues lo cerramos en 15 minutos pero si no lo dejamos hacer o sea si lo quieren hacer ahorita vámonos and i was like yeah but we only got 15 minutes we need about 45 minutes to an hour an hour and a half and so so next time so shout out to tacos gavilan and their staff there for letting us uh, do it or at least considering it and uh, going forth and letting us, uh, you know, do it if there was a, a time allotted, which there wasn't, but it's all fucking good. Uh, so, and then there was a subway across the way in the parking lot. He's like, uh, I don't know about that. Um, and then we're all, well, fucking, we didn't want to do it in the parking lot there. So we chose to go by the Melrose Improv right there behind Fred Siegel. And we did it there in his car. And it was funny, dude, because we thought we were going to get fucked with by the valet. And then there was a fellow podcaster. And we're like, oh, my God, please do not come over and uh, not try to be on or just say what's up and try to get on. It was, it was, it was funny. It was weird. But it was cool, man. But, yeah, Darren Carter, man, the party starter, man, really saw dude thank you very much for listening glad you enjoyed it and all that stuff and uh yeah man keep shining and uh we have another uh, voodoo glow skulls tune uh, for you so uh enjoy mm-hmm. 